In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. back beverly hills baby beverly hills that's where i want to be gimme 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 living in beverly hills wow the first episode of real housewives of beverly hills premiered wednesday night and we are back man it felt like it felt like no time passed at all like honestly it felt like the reunion was like a month ago And we are back. I'm going to lose my mind all over again. So we'll be doing full recaps, line-by-line recaps here on the podcast. I am scared to even start this, folks, because once we start, it's a dark, dark road. (laughs) Uh, Ryan, it's me, Lisa Renna. Do you miss me? (laughs) I'm eating Harry's Bolognese. No Lisa Rinna, which we'll get into. Don't worry. Uh, Lisa Rinna will still make appearances in my recaps. I'm just going to write her into scenes. I'll be like, own it, Kyle. (laughs) Why do you have all those tattoos? Tell Mauricio. (laughs) Uh, Folks, how the heck are you doing? Uh, I hope you're doing good. We made it to the end uh, end of another week. I don't even know how it's possible. This week has felt like a month. Honestly, it's felt like a month. Uh, I am coming at you. At uh, 10.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm in New York. I I leave at like 6 in the morning tomorrow, and it has been a long day already. But don't worry, I've saved up some energy for this. But uh, man, what a trip. Uh, So many interviews. I did two interviews today, and then I did Sarah Galley's Andy's Girls did a live moment. And I did that, and Crystal Minkoff came and was a guest, and that was fascinating. Which, by the way, Crystal was barely in this episode, which kind of pissed me off. But she talked a little bit about that. And also, I have a feeling it's probably, you know, when like shit's going down. I mean, you have the Kyle and Mauricio stuff, and all the stuff happening off camera, which we'll talk about. And also then, now we have the and PK stuff that is coming out of somewhat nowhere, even though I know everybody's like, there was a Dumois blind uh, a week ago about this or, you know, so listen, there is a lot of stuff happening. I'm curious what the show is going to pick up on. I'm sure I'm curious what the show wants to show us, if that makes sense. I'm curious the story that they want to tell us and not how truthful it is, but I felt like after watching Kyle on watch what happens live last night, 
There are so many details to this story that I don't know if we're going to get answers to. Like Kyle on Watch What Happens Live was even like, we found out that she was the one that initiated the separation with Maurizio. And I found that a fascinating piece of information. Yes, uh, Kyle was on Watch What Happens Live with Freddie Mellencamp, which we'll get into. I have some sound clips to play for you of old Freddie. But Beverly Hills is back, baby, and it got huge ratings. It got over a million views Um, and that's just day one. That doesn't count three day ratings or seven day ratings really good in the demo. And then watch what happens live afterwards. It kept most of that audience. It got like a 0.740, which is really a huge rating for watch what happens live. So, I mean, it's firing on all cylinders. The, the thing that we're going to need to see, is it going to be able to keep the audience engaged? It was so interesting. And I know I'm just starting right into this, even though I'm going to talk about a couple of other things in a second. But I was talking with Sarah about this that I just thought there was, and I don't know, (laughs) I always say things that I'm like, I don't know if this is just because how I feel internally. There was kind of this sadness to it. There was kind of this uh, coming back from summer vacation and realizing that a lot of things changed. Of course, we don't have Lisa Rinna, but obviously Kyle is going through some sort of rum springa. You know, she's like, you know, it's not a phase, mom. I'm going to get my (laughs) class. I was about to say. I was about to say something really dirty. I'm going to get, uh, yeah, I'm going to get triple piercings in my ear, mom. Yeah. I'm going to get a lot of tattoos. And also, when did, somebody was saying Mauricio's called Kyle love bean in the past. What is this love bean? Love legume. Hey, love broccoli. Oh, my love bean. My love bean. By the way, if somebody calls you love bean, that's grounds for a divorce or a separation right there. Um, But I can't wait to have fun with this with you guys. Remember, These are just my opinions, my takes. We've kind of, we know that I'm usually right. So let's just get that out of the way. But also this is meant to be fun. These imitations are silly. They don't usually sound anything like the person I'm still working on. You know, give me a second to get right back into it. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to work on a Kyle because I've never had a Kyle before. But a Kyle, Kyle's... Kyle's kind of like, she has this, she kind of is starting to have a little bit of a smoker's Uh, a little smoker ding dong, like a smoker's rasp. It sounds a little like my Scott Disick. I'm like, ah, oh, Mauricio, I'm going to get tattoos everywhere. It doesn't sound anything like Kyle, but I'm trying to learn how to, like, there's that rasp there. You know what I'm saying? There's a rasp there that I can't pay. And by the way, we got PK. On PK, I'm eating some crisps. I'm battling high cholesterol, and I'm fighting for my marriage this season. I'm holding a bag of potato chips like Carrot Top because that's what this wrestling is. Because we, we enter the scene, and PK's like, PK, no, do not eat all of those chippy chips. I've got to eat. I'm a hungry man. Come on. And by the way, he has two bags of chips. Talk about a hero to me personally. I mean, this, this is a man. I'm like, now this is a man. Not just one bag of chips, two bag of chips. This is a man who is going through something. And the only thing that can help him is that salty goodness of not one bag of chips, but two bag of crisps. I've got a bag of crisps before I meet Eagle Woman. Yes, we had uh, the introduction of a new character that I hope pops in for the rest of the season, Eagle Woman. Wouldn't it be great if Eagle Woman showed up at the beginning of the season and she's like every three episodes, like a visit from Eagle Woman? Like, I want Eagle Woman to be at the reunion of like, Eagle Woman, how do you think the ladies did this season? I think they did 
very well, Andy. They are very spiritually connected. I wanted these ladies to do like ayahuasca. I wanted them to fully trip out. Could you imagine seeing a first episode where these ladies are on some kind of fungi or ayahuasca and they're like, ah, oh, I'm literally seen when I was born. I'm having a vision quest right now. Like, I don't think TV could ever handle that. It would be just game over. Like, did I just see... Did I just see Sutton do a firewalk? <laughs> oh, I'm a unicorn, I say, I say. Oh, I bought a unicorn and now I feel like one. So there is a lot of stuff to talk about in regards to Beverly Hills, but it's so frustrating because there's so much outside of the show in the news right now. They were like, I just want to focus on the show, but then there's all this other stuff. There's the rumors. There's Maurizio doing a two-minute video of like, uh, let me explain to you why I was holding hands with my Dancing with the Stars partner. Uh, it's a very simple thing. We're very friendly. Because that's what you do when you go to sushi. You got to hold hands with whoever you eat sushi with. It doesn't matter. That's how you eat sushi. You got to hold somebody's hands. I don't know what dancing... I like. He's like, when you're dancing, you're very close to people. And you like to, you're very friendly with each other's bodies. <laughs> I was more confused after hearing Mauricio's ex- explanation. But also, how sad is it? I mean, what, Mauricio's in his 50s. He's doing a, he's doing an explanation. Like, why didn't you do it on TikTok? Wouldn't it be a great, like, TikTok dance while he's explaining um, with his new dance moves? I just thought, I was like, was this needed? We're now communicating through Watch What Happens Live and Instagram. <laughs> like, uh, real quick right now. And the dance, his dancing partner's right next to him. I'm like, yep, we're just friends. We are just friends. That's it. I mean, like, I held hands with, like, my parents when I would, like, cross the street. And I haven't done that. I mean, that's got to be eight years now that I haven't, last time I did that. I used to have this joke when I would, I did stand up for a second. And I, I did when I would watch my dad, uh, he's like the best grandfather ever to my nephew, Connor. We call him watermelon on the show. And I remember watching him. We were crossing the street to a grocery store and he was like, Connor, Hey, what do we do when we cross the street? We stop, we look left, we look right. And then we cross. And I was like, what? I've been hit by like six cars so far because I didn't know that fancy left, right trick that my dad now endows upon Connor. He never taught me the left-right trick. My God. Um, (laughs) How are you guys? Are you good? Was it a rough week for you too? Man, my emotions were all over the place. Every hour, they seem to change. I don't know. It truly is uh, my menopause era. Like Taylor Swift, she has her eras. I have my emotional eras, and I have been going through it this week, folks. I mean, I'm very open about it on the show. I talk about it. And sometimes it worries me because in between this, in between like when the mics are off, that sounds so dark, when the mics are off and the lights are down, uh, I just kind of sit there. I, like, I just sit there and I'm like, uh, uh, it's weird. Like it's good when I'm doing something like this because after this or before this, there's just this inability to sometimes feel good. And it's wild. I, I hate it so much. But uh, I'm excited to be doing this with you guys here today and excited for BravoCon. Who am I going to see out there? I think we're going to do like a baddie get together uh, Friday at like 530. We'll give you more information about that. Go over and join up for the Patreon because we are doing BattyCon 2023. Not BravoCon. It's BattyCon. I'll be updating the Patreon multiple times a day. I'll be doing little voice notes like I did last week. Last year, update you on everything, everything. And it's, it's you know, Maritza uh, showed me a little bit of the itinerary and it is jam-packed. Oh, this is crazy, you guys. I just, uh, Betches let me know that I'm going to be doing 
like a DC, Washington, DC morning news show um, in Washington, or like I'm doing it live from BravoCon, like Monday morning at six in the morning. Like I haven't even told Medit. I mean, like I, this just happened, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" I have to do it in the hotel room. So it's one of those things of like, "Here's Ryan Bailey checking in for BravoCon," and you're just gonna see me going, oh, "What's up, guys? I'm, I'm hurting you guys. Can anybody help me?" <laughs> I've always dreamed about doing something like not like dying on camera, but I've dreamed about doing some kind of like check-in of like, here's Ryan Bailey with his report on BravoCon. So I just found out that today. If you live in DC, I'll let you know what channel it's on, but I'm so excited to do that because I will have been now the, the Monday morning. That'll be like four days of BravoCon. I will really tune in on Monday, next Monday in DC to see a grown man die on camera. I shouldn't probably say this on the show. They'll probably get nervous and cancel the appearance. But what if I oversleep, you guys? This is like a whole new worry that I'm just, it's just entering my head. Oh, and also I got uh, word today. I'll be on Jeff Lewis Live uh, on Halloween. I'll be there on Tuesday back at Jeff Lewis Live. We'll see how that goes. I hope it goes well. I guess the first time went okay. I hope uh, I hope I do good again, or I hope I make you guys proud, but that'll be a lot of fun. I, I'm not, it'll be, uh, I, should I dress up? Should I dress up for Jeff Lewis Live? Let me know. And let me know what I should dress up as besides just bump on a log. You know, let me know what I should dress up as. Uh, what a great week of shows we had. We, of course, had uh, Bethany Garcia from the Garcia Diaries. She was on Monday for the Pop Culture Roundup. We had Danny Flippin' Pellegrino on on Tuesday, get his book, The Jolliest Bunch. We had four winners. I reached out to them, and they will be getting their books soon. So congratulations to the winners that I uh, I bought books for. I'm very excited to do that. Um, And then Wednesday, oh, we had Captain Lee. We had the legend, Captain Lee. And then Thursday, yesterday, we did a bonus episode. We did Judy Gold the legendary comedian. I've followed Judy's career. I feel like I should call her Miss Gold because I just don't even feel worthy of saying her first name or being on a first name basis with her. But it's, I was so uh, thankful to talk to her. And then I'm here with you guys just by my lonesome today. Then uh, I did two interviews today. I mean, you're going to hear, we got Corinne from House of Villains and The Bachelor next week. We got Jordan from Winter House. We got so many good interviews, so much. There's so much goodness when I'm able to like be able to talk to people and get excited about things. Um, and this is truly where I feel my best. So hopefully you can feel good with me listening to this today. Let's try to laugh together. Let's try to bring a little positivity. Let's try to laugh. Let's try to forget how horrible that this world can be, and just be silly. I'm PK, eating some crisps. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Eat some crisps. I'm eating crisps. I'm going to bulk up because my wife might leave me. And then I'm going to be out on the town with Mauricio. Mauricio and PK trying to get the ladies. Oh, Mauricio, you better not be dating that Dancing with the Stars lady because we got to go out on the town. You're going to be my wingman, Mauricio. Can you imagine? Hey, do you want to be my love bean? Oh, love bean. All right. All right. Yeah. Truly wild. If you love this podcast, and why wouldn't you, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, also, remember to sign up for the Substack. You can find the link in the show notes. we got so much stuff going on right now. Thank you to Maritza Lopez. Thank you to Sandra, which, by the way, Maritza's birthday is on the 28th. We will not be doing a show this weekend, but her birthday is on Saturday, so make sure you wish her a happy 60th birthday. It is so crazy that she is 60 years young. Not old, young, no, she's much younger than that, but uh, I like to tease her. So we'll be celebrating her birthday uh, in BravoCon, but wish her a happy birthday. And uh, okay, I checked in with you guys. Let's do a couple of just quick news stories. Uh, If you're listening to this, you must have already finished the re-release of Taylor Swift's re-recorded Taylor's version 1989. Her iconic 1989 album is out right now. I'm going to download it for the plane to listen to on the plane which I wonder how many people on the plane from JFK to LAX will be listening to 1989 Taylor's version. Wouldn't it be just, (laughs) that'd be a great video of just me singing along. Ah! And it was announced today that Taylor Swift has officially hit the billionaire club. Uh, Forbes has ranked her a billionaire officially $1.1 billion. And I'm just thinking, why not 1.2? Also, at this point, the amount we talk about Taylor and purchase her stuff, I feel like she should be like an eight billionaire. Like 1.1 billion seems a little low. It does seem a little low. Also, I have not read the Britney Spears book yet. I've read a lot of it on Twitter. I have not read the book. I'm hoping the airplane bookstore is going to be open tomorrow. The library says that I'm close to getting the audiobook, but I kind of want the hardcover just for my personal collection. Um, so I'm, I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and spend the money on myself. I think it's like probably like 25 bucks, but still, I feel guilty, but I, I think I'm just going to do it. I think I'm going to do it and then read the Britney Spears book on the plane and listen to the Taylor Swift album. I fully... I am a woman. Hear me roar. I truly am. Like, you put anything sports in front of me, I hate it. I hate it unless it's like a documentary. You put anything with a female voice in it, I'm like, that's what we're talking about. Let's get into that. Um, And uh, Sarah's, uh, Sarah Galley, we did that live tonight, and she's always really good at dissecting a lot of the human emotions, and we talk a lot about that. So 
I'm ready to get silly, folks. I'm ready to be. As you can tell, I am ready to get silly. And also, Realize Was Salt Lake City did not air this week, so I, I, I have this itch in me. I need to talk about the craziness of these women. I miss Salt Lake City so much. It truly is my favorite show on air right now in terms of Bravo. But Beverly Hills, we got it's a slow burn. But we're going to get into it. We are going to get into it slowly. Uh, let's see. What else do I got to tell you? Uh, before we get into this thing. Okay, I'm going to talk about the Beverly Hills taglines and the Potomac taglines as well. Man, this is going to be this is going to be a long one. I know you guys uh, uh, no sleep. No rest for the wicked. No rest for the podcasters. Um Oh, I, my this is so funny. I woke up today and I had a message from my dad on Facebook and it said like Hi, how are you? How goes it? What is going on with you? How are you feeling? And I was like, this is so weird. My dad is messaging me on Facebook. He usually just texts me or we got, and I was like, oh, so he's like now going on the apps and like, and then I realized somebody had created a fake account in my dad's name and I had to let my dad, that, that does happen a lot. And they usually, they target fucking older people. You know, I'm looking at you, Jen Shaw. Well, I mean, I can't literally look at you cause you're in prison, but I hate people that pray. And my dad's like, you know, he's, you know, 75 years old, but he's very young. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell this guy's 75 years old at all except that he can't work technology at all. But I had to tell him that somebody created, he's like, why would somebody do that? You know, like he's always, why would, I was like, probably to get money. But then I was thinking like, wouldn't it be great if I just got into a deep conversation with this fake Facebook dad? Like, well, I don't know, dad, since uh, mom died, not, things aren't good. Like th- things haven't been great. I would love to see the Facebook guy, like the fake dad be like, uh, listen, man, I was just trying to get money out of you. I'm not really interested in getting into this deep of conversation. Also, I don't think he realized that I was, uh, this, you know, this fake his, his son. It's like, dad, no, I can't give you money. I need money, dad, please help me. Oh, goodness. What's it all coming to, folks? Um, Freddie Mellencamp, like I said, was on Watch What Happens Live last night. We'll go into that. I don't know how to do this because I want to do the taglines. I also want to play this clip of Teddy Mellencamp doing her hot takes on The Housewives because I thought it was just so funny how um, unenthused Andy Cohen was. I don't know why this wasn't just Kyle Richards. I do not know why i mean it was like it really was this not necessary thing i guess kyle potentially needed backup and she probably asked to have her on i just think you know the freddie mellencamp of it all it's great because i don't know i'm trying to like you know i don't but i I hear her podcast is good right like i hear that it obviously got a big audience but I don't think she was effective as a housewife. And it makes me sad sometimes because I think she wants to be back on the show or on some type of show. And I think sometimes it's okay just to be a podcaster. Like, like I remember when Teddy just did that pod solo, it was called like the Teddy T pod. And then she tried to like pivot to like a murder kind of pod. Do you guys remember that? And then she found Tamara and that was like the, the winning combination for them. And that kind of took off. And it's like, that's amazing because so many people don't take off. And I don't mean people like me. I mean, like people that have been on TV that try to do a podcast, usually that doesn't work. And I just feel, I I sometimes feel bad because I feel like people like that, they want more. They want more. That's not good enough for them. But having her on, and we tease a lot. I mean, Teddy, Freddie, whatever we call her, she gets a lot of flack because it is fun to make fun of. There is that one character that's usually fun to make fun of. And... But then she comes on TV and you're just like, uh, 
it's sometimes like it's kind of lukewarm takes. Like they must sound better on the podcast. It doesn't seem like she has like a deep sense of humor, even though I think she thinks she has a very good sense of humor. Um, and it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was like, it was just kind of like womp womp. And I feel bad about that. I feel bad saying that, but that was, that's what I actually felt. Now you guys might feel completely different about that, which is okay. But I just felt kind of it slowed down because I was so interested in hearing everything that Kyle had to say. And I felt like Teddy sometimes stopped that flow, especially when they brought up Lisa Vanderpump and, you know, Teddy had to throw her two cents in. And I was just like, dude, let's get to this. Which by the way, after watching Beverly Hills last night, and I did post this and I do believe this. I truly believe now is the time for Lisa Vanderpump to come back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, nigga Lane, could you imagine me on Beverly Hills and Ken going, Carl, did you know this one's on the walls and he's a kissy with a cat? Good boy, Carl. Good boy. Good boy, Carl. I, I think this now is the time you get, you got Rena out of there, but I think that this might be the time because if Kyle and Mauricio's relationship is on the rocks and then if Dorit and PK's relationship is on the rocks, why not? Why not? Why are we fucking around with having guest appearances from like Camille and Denise, which is great, but let's get Lisa back there. Let's try it. Let's see. I mean, also, maybe Kyle could actually use somebody like Lisa. Who knows? I, you know, and obviously this season is already filmed, so it's not going to happen. But it would be so amazing if at the very end of this episode or very end of the season, a door opened and you just heard, Hello, Kyle. You know, like, because Ken said goodbye. Goodbye, Cole. And then if they, we ended the season, a door opened, creak, and it says like, Hello, Kyle. Wouldn't that be amazing? Did you not just get goose pimples all over your body, including your nipples? My nipples could cut glass right now. That would be so exciting. And I feel like if you're going to give all these other stunt casting, if you're going to bring people like Tamara back, if you're going to bring Vicky back, why not? I think now is the time, especially because I don't love hearing a lot of Lisa's personal stories on Vanderpump Rules. I always liked Beverly Hills because that was like the Lisa stories. I don't want Lisa... Like, I feel like she sometimes interrupted the flow of Vanderpump Rules. I, they used her to great effect this last season, but the two seasons before that, I was like, why are we slowing everything down to explain what's happening to Lisa? Uh, like, we're like, well, Lisa, here's the deal. Tom did this and this. Oh, they're such naughty boys. Um, behave, naughty boy. And I'm like, we've already seen all of this. Why do we need Lisa's reaction to a scene that we've complete? Like, they, they would leave in them explaining it to Lisa. But I would truly love to see this on Beverly Hills. Also, Erica Jane of it all, it's fascinating because <laughs> they are teaching robot Erica how to have feelings. I don't know what feelings are. I'm in artificial intelligence. I mean, how bizarre was that scene where the therapist, Dr. Jen Mann, is trying to explain what feelings are to Erica? And she's like, and then she's like, Dummy. I'm very sorry for what I did to you. And you have that little fake Erica Jane tear without the mascara this time. You know, she only wears heavy mascara in the big scenes. But uh, uh, there's so many little pieces that we'll, we'll 
we'll dive into through the course of this recap. Oh, good. We're only 24 minutes in. Perfect. We haven't even started. Uh, I'd like to thank Juliana Carroza. She is back to take notes on this. Juliana Carroza also took the notes on Vanderpump Rules last season, and she knocks it out of the park every time. So, Juliana, so happy to have you back. I can't do this kind of stuff. I mean, it, you know, I used to do all of this, and it really... Uh, it's just so time consuming and it's so great because it allows me to watch it three or four times without having to take notes. So I'm actually able to watch kind of these little intricacies because I do take it very, I take it way too seriously, but it's great because then you can read it out and it's like this script. It's like this, this is what I went to Arizona State University theater for folks. This is what that degree is coming in handy for doing this podcast for you guys and with you guys. Woo! Uh, okay, let's get into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills taglines, because they're insane. They don't make tons of sense. Let's get into it. I may act for a living, but I never fall for a bad performance. So Garcelle's, I may, I may act for a living, but I never fall for a bad performance. So, of course, that plays on Garcelle being an actor, and I guess the th- thing is, like, I don't fall. I, mean, I don't fall for a bad performance. Like these are like such lukewarm taglines, especially if you compare them with the uh, Potomac taglines, which are just so much better. We'll get to those in a second. But like, okay, so this one is like Garcelle's an actor, but she she doesn't take no bull, you guys. So that's Garcelle's. Who needs a knight in shining armor when you have your own horse? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a knight in shining armor, oh, I say, I say, when you got your own horse. Wait, what? 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 Wait, wait. You're going to tell me real quick, Bravo. Is Sutton dating her horse? Could you? They actually wrote this tagline before Sutton bought her horse. That's why Sutton had to buy the horse because they're like, we wrote this tagline for you. Do you have a horse? No. Shall I get one? I'll say, I'll say. I'm like, who needs a knight in shining Come on. Be for real, you guys. Who needs a knight in shining armor when you have your, when you bought a horse? Are we even living on this planet? That is insane. The best part about losing everything is getting it all back. Oh, it's so indignant. Oh, she's taking a stand. The best part of losing everything is getting it all back. I'm going to take everything from you, victims. I want it all back. <laughs> Seven dollars at a time. Come see my Vegas show. Bet it all on blonde. The best thing about losing everything is getting it all back. By the way, weren't you sad to not see Erica's little sad pool house? They would always shoot her house from the back where she moved into, which actually is a pretty nice house. I've walked past it. Not in a creepy way. I just like to walk. Um, you know that like, they would use the sad angle in the back. Well, we didn't see any of that. I'm like, is she still in that sad? Like, where is Erica staying these days? I love that she positions herself as a fighter, you guys. She's working it. She's, guys, it was all taken from her. But now she's getting it all back. Yeah, I'm already unhinged. Fashion is my language, and I speak it fluently. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Fashion is my language. Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> what, what, I gotta hear that again. 
Wait. Fluently. Fashion is my language. my language. Wait, what the hell is? I'm sorry. Speak it fluently. Wait, 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 sorry. Fashion is my language, and I speak it fluently. Fashion is my language, but I speak it fluently. We. Like, usually these kind of reveal something about their storylines. Are we getting, like, another Beverly Beach bikini line? Also, if you're a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills housewife, don't listen to this. It's Don't listen. to. By the way, just do yourself a service. Protect your own. Protect your heart. Don't listen to me do recaps of your show if you're on the show. It's not going to be. But Dorit, like, Dorit, we have all this shit going on with Dorit. Last night, she was that star of that episode. And I say that complimentary. But then, like, your tagline is like, I speak in denim. Ha ha ha. I speak in bedazzlement. Like, what is like? I like flourishes and I wear mom jeans. Ha ha ha. People buy. Okay, and also, just so you know, if you're new to the show, I do that voice for Dorit. I call her Dorit um, 3PO because in Star Wars, it'd be like, Master Luke, Master Luke. It was like, people pop, beep, boop, boop, boop. So that was where Dorit 3PO comes in because her accent changes. Like it drops in and out. And of course we know she speaks like she's Italiano. You know, she, she is a child of the world, Dorit Kemsley. I, I truly, she is a child of the world. She's from everywhere. And uh, that's where I landed. But I just thought I was like, well, fashion, like, wait, what? Like, you have stuff going on with your husband. You were robbed again. You have all this stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, it should sound like, I need security. That's what I need. Like, the tagline should just be like, please, I need security. Please help, help. Like, it, it, it wild. What? But I just didn't understand that tagline of like, yeah, you, you do, like, clothes, I guess, is your thing again. Like, you have so many other things. They say wisdom comes of age, but I'm proving otherwise. Okay. I love Crystal. Like, I truly, she is just such a delightful person. Um, and I, I thought, uh, you know, it's like wisdom can come, they say wisdom comes with age, but I'm proving otherwise. And I think, I mean, obviously what it's supposed to mean is, she's, she's wisdom and she like, she's full of wisdom and she's young. Like she's still young, but it makes it sound like wisdom comes with age, but I'm not wise. Like it kind of has this weird twist that I don't think like, I don't, what, what were the ones that they didn't go with? Like, I want to know what the ones that they didn't go with for all of these, all of these. Um, Okay, so... I may put you to sleep for a living, but I always keep one eye open. So this is the new character, Anne-Marie, who we have not met yet. We'll meet her in a future episode. Um, I may put people to sleep. What is this? Like, like, I may kill people, but she must be like an anesthesiologist. For a living, but I always keep one eye open. Always keep one. I may put people to sleep for a living, but we don't know who you are yet. So it makes it sound like you're boring. Like I may bore the shit out of you, but I will always stay awake. (laughs) An eye open. (laughs) It's hard to outrun rumors, but luckily I'm in better shape than ever. It's hard to outrun rumors. And that's why me and Morgan have matching denim with distressed denim. It's hard to outrun rumors. <laughs> I'm in the best shape of my life. Come to my window. 
I'll be home, Melissa Henry. I am, whatever this journey Kyle's on, her rumspringer, I'm here for, I want her to like find her like true happiness or true bliss, but it is wild because Kyle's history, think about the history, not even with Mauricio, with her family, with Kathy Hilton, with her sister, Kim, with her mother, Big Kath. I mean, really just this wild family history. And it really does seem like she is at a point where she woke up, some kind of thing happened and she is really finding out who she is and who she wants to be. I just get worried that that's on television. I get worried because I'm like, oh my God, when you are trying to discover this piece of yourself, sometimes we're not going to help that. You know, we've already you know done that with the Morgan Wade relationship. I mean, we want to know everything. We get in there, we make jokes about it. And sometimes when you are kind of coming into who you are exactly, the last thing that you need is to be on television because those moments, those growth moments can be completely sloppy. They can be completely messy and they stay there forever. Then burned into this TV celluloid as it were. And then we talk about it for the rest of time. And I get worried about Kyle because obviously she is going through something very deep. I mean, those scenes with Mauricio, there was this underlying tension, not really from Mauricio so much from Kyle. Like just Kyle seems like she really dislikes Mauricio from the beginning of this season. And I was struck by that because it's a very different Kyle than we've seen in previous seasons. So whatever happened on this break, from whatever happened from the reunion to now, I mean, what a change. Obviously, Kyle is not drinking anymore. She's working out. You know, Marisa's like, yeah, you're working out all the time, love being, and it's wild. I mean, she's going through a lot. And then to form this new friendship with Morgan Wade, like I said, I don't, I don't know what they are, but it is this new friend that she has given pretty much everything to. That's wild, right? That's a really big thing to do. Um, and I'm curious where this all I mean, that, that, that's a big thing too, to like, and, and by the way, sometimes you do that when your life is completely changing. Sometimes it's great to bring somebody completely new in your life that doesn't know all of your baggage or hasn't been around for all of your baggage, right? Oh, did you hear last night on the Watch What Happens Live after show? They do this after show. You can see it on Twitter. Uh, she talked about her and Faye Resnick, her BFF. They had a little bit, they're not talking right now. And I thought that was fascinating. Didn't you guys find that really interesting? I was like, wow. And I wonder if that has anything to do with all of these changes in Kyle's life. And I, you know, I, I just hope she lands in the best place possible. Like, you know, th these aren't things like she's running into a house, you know, like she's not drinking and running into a, into a house with a car. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are like kind of fairly positive things. Some of them, like she stopped drinking. So she's clear there. But at times when Kyle talking about how clear she was, it reminded me of people that are like in cults. They're like, I've never thought this clearly in my life. Yeah, I play volleyball with Keith Raniere. Yeah, uh-huh, I'm in the vow. Let's do it. Like, I've never thought this clear about... So like, that, it kind of... Like, there was vibes of, like, like I've, I've never been this clear in my life. It's like those things. I've watched so many documentaries about cults. I'm not saying Kyle's in a cult. I don't even know what cult that would be. Like, fucking, like, torn denim cult? I don't even know. <laughs> Country singer cult? I don't know. But it just, you know, when somebody's talking about how clear they're thinking... That isn't necessarily a red flag, but it is something that I've noticed in other interviews with people where they're potentially in some sort of crisis. I don't know. I like Kyle. I do. I think it's interesting, though, because 13 seasons, she's been there since the, you know, from the beginning. We've seen this one type of Kyle. 
If we're to, we're to make these drastic changes at this point in her life, I mean, it can be applauded in some ways. I just hope she really, and I mean, imagine that with kids, with businesses, I mean, truly, truly wild. So, I mean, I want the best for her. Also, I wanted to play just those taglines, which I thought were like, eh, but let's play the Potomac taglines for the new season just to give you a taste of some real shit. You know, here we go. But give me some grace and you'll learn to adore me. That's Garcelle. I'm no angel. <laughs> give me some grace and you'll learn to adore me. That's, I mean, it's very cute, but it's also very, fairly threatening. You don't have to dig for gold when you shine this bright. Ashley, look at me. I'm no longer with a bald Lord of the Rings character. Boop up. I just took a DNA test and it turns out I 100% don't care. <laughs> That was Robin, and it might be one of my favorite housewives tagline. I just took a DNA test, and usually it's like, I'm 100% that bitch. I took a DNA test, and I 100% don't care. <laughs> it's almost like, that's like, I gave up on life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on, that's 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 up there with Sutton's like, I don't need no prince. I bought a zoo. <laughs> they go low. I just hit high notes. That of course is <laughs> Mariah Candace. They go low. I just hit high notes. Candace. What a by the way, brilliant. What a way to get your what a way to get the thing that you're trying to succeed at into your tagline. That's amazing. Like if I had a tagline, I would try to like get in like wearing old navy clothes or just laying still on a couch. Like you're like I'm not going to do anything today. Just lay here. That would be my tagline. If you're going to test this professor, be prepared to fail. Nigeria Okay, so that's Wendy. She's a professor. It's going to fail you. Okay, cute. Nigeria raised me. LA made me. And Potomac will remember me. So that's the new cast member. Nigeria raised me. LA made me. And Potomac's going to remember me. So she's bringing it. It doesn't matter the size of our home. I'm always the queen of this castle. I don't ride the fence, honey. I am the fence. You ride me. Karen Huger, the grand dom. I don't, I don't ride the fence. I am the fence. You ride me. I mean, that's a great tag. You know, those are taglines. Also with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills taglines, it seems like all the ladies were recorded in a different, like they're like, send me a voice note on your iPhone. We're just going to piece it together. Like some people like feel like it sounds like they're in like a bunker somewhere. Like, are you like 30 feet underground? It sounds muffled. It's wild. So those are the Potomac taglines. So way to go. Now, those are some taglines, by the way. I mean, how blessed slash um, scary is it that we have so many shows premiering? We got Married to Medicine this week. We got Potomac. We have Beverly Hills that started. And then we ha already have on air. We have Southern Charm. We have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We have Below Deck. Uh, Below Deck. Me I mean, there is. I, I never thought I would say this in my life. We have too much Bravo right now. We have too. How am I going to keep up with those dum-dums uh, over on TLC with the 90, I mean, like, I can't keep up with this. I legitimately can't keep up with this. There's too much. They're trying to make it so we have no personal life ever again in our lives. What's up with, what up with that? Like, what's up with that? Honestly, I mean, Bravo's new slogan should just be like, Bravo, 
You don't want to have one. That would be like bad. Sorry. Bravo. Tell your friends and family goodbye. <laughs> you ain't going to see them until 2024. Like, that's what it, like, they're like, we dare you to have a personal life. Like, it, see, it feels oddly threatening how many shows Bravo has on air right now. Like, I'm sure I'm leaving shows out. I'm sure I'm going to get emails. You forgot this. Yeah, I'm sure I did. How is anybody going to keep this in their old brain remembering any of this shit? It is too much. Thank God Orange County ended. Please. Like, I'm, I I hate to even encourage this, but I'm like, can we just do eight episode seasons from here on out? Because think about it. Beverly Hills, if we keep up with like how he did last season, it was like a 23 episode season. Like, guys, I mean... What? You guys, some of you guys have kids and families. I mean, do you tell your families? Like, at this point, just tell... Wait, by the way, if you're driving with your kids, don't freak out your kids. But also, maybe pull over to the side of the road and say, get out. No, no, just say, Ryan says, I won't be seeing you for the next couple of months. Mom's got to go to work right now, watching her stories. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Okay, we're only 41 minutes in. Perfect, perfect. Smooth sailing, you guys. Very punctual, very, very tight. It's a tight show. It is. Okay. October 25th, 2023. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This is entitled The Eagle Woman Has Landed. Now, if I didn't watch this episode, I would look at that title and go, what the fuck? I would think it was like some Marvel movie where they introduce a new housewife that has superpowers like an eagle and can fly everywhere. But by the way, how fucking cool would that be? If they're like our new housewife, she's a mutant. She can burn things with her eyes and she can read your thoughts. (laughs) I thought you were Kyle. You know damn well who I am. You said your name. You said my name in your head, Kathy. And now I'm going to burn you with my eyes. Oh my God. If they introduced a mutant housewife... Holy sh- game over. My God. <laughs> Candy and the gang is no longer can can't. It's like the gang is actually just a group of ragtag mutants that take on the world. Candy and the gang crime fighters. Okay. Season 13, episode one. Here we go. Dear Lord, dear, li- dear little Lord, please give me the strength to give these folks a decent recap. And we know it's early in the season, Lord, but I ask you to give me strength uh, if my if my mom is up there listening, please don't let her listen because this will um, bring deep shame to any of my ancestors, as Jen Shaw would say, up there in the old heaven. Please don't have any of my relatives or ancestors listen to this show, dear Lord, but give me the strength to be pretty dirty, pretty goofy, and uh, really excited, really excited to all do this. Okay, I can't look at my phone during this. I have to shut it off because it just completely throws me. And uh, that's why you don't look at your phone anymore. I can't do it. Um, Okay, so we start off. Eagle Woman has landed. We got mutants involved, potentially. Now, it starts off with a bang. So it starts off basically with that trailer that we saw for the entire season. But that's how they start this. Uh, So there's like announcer, breaking news, Kyle and Mauricio have officially split. And the headline from Hollywood Life says, you know, Kyle Richards and Mauricio Omansky have reportedly separated after 27 years of marriage. And then the news announcer's like, did they grow apart? Their kids are leaving home. And we see reactions from around the hills. Garcelle's, you know, stating an overview. There's always been rumors about Mauricio. And then Garcelle at home FaceTiming Sutton. Holy shit. And then Dorit FaceTiming PK. Oh, I had no idea. And PK's like, oh, I had dinner with Mo. He never said they were separating. And then Crystal's like, uh, you think they're hiding something? And Crystal's housekeeper's like, 
somebody's cheating. And then Sutton on FaceTime with Garcelle is like, I think she's been lying. I'm going to go tell my horse. And then PK to Dorit's like, it's pretty fucked up. Which PK just seems like he's probably upset that Mauricio didn't like, you know, I thought I was friends with Mauricio. I'm going to go eat more chips. And then Kyle sobbing to Erica, "Ah, complete strangers are like you made us believe in true love and now it's over. And Erica's like, this is true love. Everybody else's opinion can fuck off. Which, by the way, you do, by the way, do you really think Erica should be the judge of what is and isn't true love? Every, and then also, that's Eric, that should be Erica's tagline. Everyone else can fuck off. <laughs> the, this season on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica's chanting, Vegas, 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 yeah. And then on a private jet, Erica's pointing out the windows, Oh my God, we have red phantoms. You would think after all the shit she's been through with her husband, like she wouldn't be like flaunting wealth in any sort of way. (laughs) Garcelle's like, bring on Magic Mike. And then we see the ladies in a jewelry store trying on rings. And Erica's like, this is a million bucks. And Garcelle's like, you have to give a BJ every day. And the jeweler laughs and Erica's like, Gladly. And the jeweler's like, oh my God, let me call some of my high rollers. Then Sutton's like, do you want to come to Barcelona? Say, I say. And Dorita's like, Dorit's like, Viva España! Beep-boop-boop-boop-boop-boop! And then a cute chef in the villa is like, by the way, Juliana put um, a cute chef. I don't, you know, whatever. But a cute chef's like, I'm the chef. I hope you enjoy the house, ladies. And Garcelle's like, thank you, chef. And then Asai goes, we can tag team them. And Erica's like, anytime you want. Could you imagine, like, Erica's like, I'm going to have a threesome. I'm getting dick. And then a new lady goes, oh, this is Anne-Marie. This is the new lady, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie's like, you know what else I want from you? I want to thank you. And Crystal's like, for what? And the new lady's like, for giving you something to talk about and making your ass relevant. And Erica's like, oh, God. And then Crystal to Garcelle, we see her say, this group wants me to scream all the fucking time. And then Kyle to Sutton going, I saw my friend in distress and you say, you insert yourself? By the way, fuck you. And Sutton glares hard like, I'm fire starting you with my head. I'm fire starting you. And then Camille and Denise walk in in a separate scene. And everyone's like, hi, girlies. And then Faye Resnick who Kyle is no longer talking to, says, awkward. And then Garcelle, Garcelle goes, what's O? And Erica's like, did you know that it's $7 for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans? And Garcelle's mouth drops to the floor. And then Erica goes, you think I'm not going to go as low as I fucking can? And Denise goes, you're one evil woman. And then Erica shakes her head up and down and goes, I am. And then Dorit goes, you don't understand the severity of the PTSD. And PK's like, there are elements I understand. There are also elements I consider more obnoxious. Oh, damn, PK. You don't want to say obnoxious to somebody that's been burgled a couple times. No, don't say that. And then Erica, is a scene with her, goes, I want to be back on stage. I want to be making new music. But does that translate to people wanting to work with me? Erica, I've told you this before. If you pay anybody money, they will work with you. Period. And then Dorit to Kyle in a car goes, how are things with you and Mo? And then Garcelle goes, there was infidelity, would you say? And Kyle's like, I don't know. Um, oh, there, by the way, this is actually, it was, there was, if there was infidelity, would you stay? 
And Kyle says, I don't know. And then we see Sutton and I talking to Ed going, every time I go online, I say, I say, I see something about someone cheating where there's smoke, there's fire. I love the thought of Sutton pulling up the old internet and like every time she's pulling, it's like, oh, another cheating thing. Oh, what's this doing in the Wall Street Journal? Oh, the Washington Post. There's a cheating thing front page. And then we see Flash's headlines of social media comments all over the screen. We see a Reddit thread that says, do y'all think Kyle and Mo have split up? The divorce revenge bod not wearing a ring or showing her left hand, not posting him or acknowledging birthdays, anniversaries, more girls trips, etc." And then we see Mauricio to Kyle go, I don't want to talk about it right now. And Kyle's like, I just want you to know. And Mo goes, I don't want to talk about it. And then Kyle huffs off. And then Sutton in a talking head goes, Kyle's not wearing a wedding band. And then Sutton to Kyle goes, well, is there something going on in your personal life? I say, I say. And Garcelle goes, her marriage. And then Kyle goes, this is Morgan. And a guy goes, how did you guys meet? And Morgan Wade goes, she stalked me. She stalked me. And then Kyle gives her that royal stink eye, but kind of flirty at the same time. And then we see Dorico, you put the first letter of your name on her body? You've tattooed just the girl with the dragon tattoo, Kyle? What is going on, Kyle? And Kyle just shrugs her shoulders. And then Mauricio is seen with him. He goes, I'm just glad it's you out there having the affair. And Kyle goes, for once it's me. And then Mo gives Kyle his own stink eye. And, Kyle, and Mauricio does that look that we're seeing a lot from him this season already, where he kind of squints like, what did, I, what did I do? What did I do, Love Bean? And then Kyle goes, we are a very, this is the scene with the family. You know, the family filmed with the family announcing the separation. Kyle goes, we are a very strong family and we will always be, always will be. And nothing can change that. And we see the kids crying. And then we go to a scene with Garcelle goes, Kyle? Where is she? And then Sutton goes, in denial about something. Denial ain't just a river in Egypt. It's Kyle Richards. She's denying. And then Garcelle goes, oh. And here we go. This is the summary that the cable company gifts gets that we read to see if we're going to be into this episode or not. The cable company summary says... Dorit hosts the ladies at a retreat. So already I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. And then Erica seeks to rebuild her life following her husband's indictment. Oh, did something go down with her husband? Garcelle tries to navigate her relationships with her teenage boys. Kyle's new folk, by the way, that, that scene with Garcelle and her sons, that was the most real scene of this entire hour. My God, that was very sad. And I mean, that was... That felt real. That felt almost too real for housewives. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, then it goes... Kyle's new focus on self-care offers a sobering look at her home life. Sobering look at her home life. My Kyle's new focus on self-care. What a, what a carefully crafted sentence. Um, we don't get taglines this week, but I gave them to you earlier because they just got released. It is a beautiful day, folks, and we are in the Beverly Hills, even though a lot of these women don't actually live in the hills of Beverly. It's a beautiful day and the sun is blazing high in Los Angeles. We begin at Dorit and PK's home and we find PK in the kitchen sneaking handfuls of the potato crisps. The potato, shoving them in his mouth. Yeah. And, uh, 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 uh. Just as Dorit walks around the corner to catch him. Bubba, what? Beeble, bop, beeple. What? You're out of control. And PK's like, I've got, I've got two bags open. Oh my God. Uh, no, sorry. It's still Dorit. Dorit's like, you're out of control, PK. You've got two bags open. Oh, oh, oh my God. I left you for 15 freaking minutes. 
PK shoves a second handful of Lay's in his mouth. He's like, I'm starving. I'm starving. Oh, no, this isn't for me. It's for boy George. Boy, no, little Jagaloo. Little Jagaloo. Come on. Where is Jag? We didn't see their kids. I love their kids so much. And the little girl, she always loves the film. So I'm like, I got scared that we didn't see him. And also, these poor kids have to fight with their dad just for some chips, just for some crisps. Um, Dorit goes, oh my God, I can't keep this in the house. Ay, 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 PK. And Dorit goes, honey, listen, remember, beepo, bop, beepo, I told you about Eagle Woman. She's coming over today. So immediately, out of nowhere, we get Dorit dropping the name Eagle Woman. And that's a big draw. I mean, like, I was like, wait, what? Eagle Woman? That's how we're starting the season? She just carefully says, don't forget, by the way, Eagle Woman's coming over. Like, just not a care in the world. You know, Eagle Woman. And PK goes, oh, is she? Is Eagle Woman coming over? And Dorit's like, love, love, love for you to meet her. Oh, how's she getting here? Well, she is she flying? Great, PK, great. There's a knock on the door, and Dorit's like, she's here. Eagle Woman is here. Dorit's dog, Winnie's hanging out too. PK opens the door to two women. Two women. And he's like, hello. And Eagle Woman's like, hello. And Pika's like, who's Eagle Woman here? Who is it? Eagle Woman, who's a spiritual healer, is like, hello. And <laughs> PK, <laughs> she goes, hi, I am Eagle Woman. And PK, shaking her hands, like, hello, Eagle Woman. I'm PK. Nice to meet you. I made my money. In <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about me. PK, Eagle Woman. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Eagle Woman. Eagle, Eagle Woman. God, well, just call yourself Barbara. Come on. Eagle Woman should just be for close friends. You know. <laughs> My name's Barbara, but on the weekends, call me Eagle Woman. <laughs> how I mean, no, if, I mean, listen, this is I'm trying to I'm trying to be silly here, but how do you even come to be called Eagle Woman? Now I need a Bravo spin-off about Eagle Woman. Like Eagle Woman? And by the way, it's not even two words, it's it's just one word, Eagle Woman. Eagle, like, does she come from a long line of eagle women? I don't know. And then uh, the second woman's like, hello, nice to meet you. I'm Nancy. So it's eagle women, eagle woman and Nancy. Did eagle woman even let Nancy have a fun name? Or she was just like, no, you're going to be Nancy. And she's like, what if I was fart feather? Like, no, we're just going to go with Nancy. And PK's like, oi, Nancy, do you, you don't have a name like eagle woman as well? And Nancy's like, I do. Blue Raven. So I'm like, okay, there we go. Now we do Blue Raven. Now that is a good name like Eagle Woman. So we got Eagle Woman and Blue Raven just out on the prowl, just like going into like the nice homes in Encino teaching about spiritual healing. I love it. PK goes, Dorit, this is Blue Raven. And she's also known as Nancy, you know. And Dorit goes, sorry, I'm just going to apologize right now for my husband. He was just eating Two bags of crisps. And PK is, I'm just telling you, that's a name. I didn't say anything wrong. I just want some chips and some cookies. The two women laugh awkwardly, Blue Raven and Eagle Woman. And PK's like, I can't believe you're making excuses for me already. I'm just such a rapscallion. And Dorit's like, I have to, Bubba, because I'm petrified. What's going to come out of your mouth? And PK's like, don't be petrified. It's just me, PK. I just want some crisps. Dorit and a talking head's like, 
PK has a habit of putting his foot right in his mouth. So we're back to the old hijinks. How can this couple have any issues? They're just like so cute fighting about chips. I like PK has a habit of putting his foot right in his mouth. When I take away his chips, he starts eating his foot. PK goes, I asked whether I call you eagle woman, um, eagle, a woman. Eagle woman laughs awkwardly, but... By the way, if your name's Eagle Woman, be prepared for, like, some jokes to be thrown out there. Dorit in a talking head goes, No, 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 not just putting his foot in his mouth. He's jamming it down his throat, that crazy PK. Now, Dorit to Eagle Woman goes, I have a group of friends, Eagle Woman. We had a really rough year, and there's definitely a lot of healing that needs to happen. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. I would like for you to help the woman talk about their feelings so we can actually move on. And Eagle Woman goes, I'm what you call the doctor of the soul. My job is to make sure everyone feels safe in this collective consciousness, in this sacred circle. By the way, even teaching these women how to do a circle is going to be difficult, potentially. What I would do is take everyone on a vision quest. And I'm like, now we're talking. Let them start to feel spirit within them. Through my experiences, people are able to express how they're feeling, what they're feeling towards each other. And PK goes, I'm a little cynical for you being uh, able to achieve this with this group of ladies. A lot of weird shit goes on. And it's like, PK, could you not swear, please, in front of the ladies? Well, they're like me. They're, uh, at, you know, they're, they're at one with me. And Dorit's like, honey. Dorit in the talking head goes, you never know people are going to react how they're going to react when you're offering new age healing. But I sent text messages to all the ladies inviting them to the retreat. And to my surprise, they all opened it. Three days earlier, we do a flashback. Dorit reads the text she sends. I found Eagle Woman. Who knows as who's known as the Doctor of the Soul? I thought it would be really lovely if we get together as a group with this woman and set out to heal from some of the dark places we've all been. Which really just means Lisa Rinna. Like they've been to the Lisa Rinna dark black hole. Not sure how that sounds for everyone, but I think it could be healing, especially as a group. I found a beautiful place in Malibu. Because by the way, if you're gonna spiritual heal, let me recommend Malibu. <laughs> I found this place in Malibu to host the retreat and invite you to lunch and a spiritual... What do you like, What do you eat at a spiritual... Cl- I mean, you don't eat baked beans, right? It's not like a, we're going to just chow down on some ribs and baked beans and coleslaw after we get spiritually healed. But anyways, I hope you can all attend. Lots of love. And then Dorit reading the replies. And she goes, okay, Erica, I see you. Like, we're like, oh shit, what's going on with her and Erica? Dorit to Eagle Woman goes... There are six of us. I've got a nice intimate space so the women can feel comfortable to open up. And Eagle Woman's like, I work with a talking stick. Because of course you work with a talking Your name's Eagle Woman. If you didn't work with a talking stick, something would be wrong. And PK goes, they're not the sort of ladies that are going to sit there and always, you know, only speak with his talking stick. And Dorit goes, that's not fair, PK. We know how to abide by the rules. Good luck, Eagle Woman. Honey, we're not a pack of wolves. And Eagle Woman goes, I'm up for the challenge. They all laugh, again, awkward laughing. But now it's a new day. It's dawning, and we are in Kyle's workout room. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. It's good to work out. Where she's on a FaceTime call. And Kyle's like, in the real world, what does one wear to a retreat? And son's like, well, I don't know. But I hope it's not like a ropes course because I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Rope getting all of my coochie. What? And Kyle's like, are we going to do one of those trust things where we fall back into each other's arms? And son's like, oh, <laughs> I'm not doing that, Kyle. And Kyle's like, I'm not doing that because nobody's going to catch me. And she rocks back and laughs too hard. I mean, she's like, I've never felt this free. We get quick check-ins with the ladies as they prepare for the retreat. Dorit's at her house in her glam chair getting glammed. It's supposed to be windy and cold. I need to bring a jacket. If I've got a good Chanel one, then I definitely go that route. I mean, does spiritual cleansing, do you need to wear the name brands? I mean, also, spiritual cleansing means cleansed from everything. Just get an Old Navy original and just call it a day. Kyle's by herself using one of her glam infrared wrinkle smoothing skin tightening devices on her face and neck while she packs. And Erica's in her pool house. Well, we kind of, we know she's in the pool house, but we didn't get the shot from the back like I like. In a chair getting her usual glam. It's like... Well, I'll go in looking happy. I don't know how long that lasts. Erica, at this point, you should be thankful for the job. Be thankful for the job. Then Sutton is in her home on FaceTime with Crystal. And she's like, well, I'll say, I'll say, do you think you're going to a beauty pageant? What are you doing, Crystal? And Crystal's like, I'm wearing a hoodie and, and you know, sweatpants. I'm actually looking very relaxed. We jump back to Dorit posing for her usual glam shots in her designer outfit after being made up. Like, I love that. Like, spiritual, like, ooh, uh, pose, sexy, spiritual cleansing. My name is Dreek Kemsley. I'm going to get the talking stick. I'm going to win the season. Uh, fierce, uh, uh, fashion. Kyle is still walking around trying to pack. Dorit is now FaceTiming Kyle. Wow, Kyle, bebop, you look so hot. I do? Yes. Well, I literally just got out of the shower. And Dorit's like, I know. Please do not drop that towel. And Kyle drop, drops it. And we see like, I mean, we see a little like a, a little nippage. A little, a little Kyle Richards nippage action. And Dorit squeals, ooh, she's so sexy. Wow. And then the music cue is up. And this is, they use kind of. A little bit of a selling sunset Kardashian that uh, was like, baby, let's go. Uh, why they got me in the limelight? Why they got me in the limelight? Baby, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not used to hearing like full lyrics sometimes in these shows, but I'm here for it. We are now in Malibu. By the way, let Erica do some of those songs just to get her stuff played. I'm like, patting a puss, going to see Eagle Woman in Malibu. Uh, boo, 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 patting a puss, puss, puss. Let's go, let's go. We're now in Malibu for Dorit's retreat, where staff is setting up for the retreat on the grounds. Sutton and Garcelle are driving together, and Sutton's like, oh, why do I feel sick to my stomach, Garcelle? And Garcelle's like, well, that's the way I felt earlier. Let's just see how today unfolds. No predictions, no expectations. And Sutton's like, well, I'm a let Eagle Woman. And Garcelle's like, her name is Eagle Woman? Yeah. Her God-given government name cannot be Eagle Woman, is it? Well, yes, it is. <laughs> okay, great, Garcelle says. We see Eagle Woman and Blue Raven flying on their brooms in their flowing retreat outfits, walking to one of the areas set up for their circle of vision. And the Eagle Woman goes, I love that rock, how it's looking right at us. It looks like a grandfather. Grandfather protection. Listen, if somebody would pay for me to do this, I would probably love it. But also if somebody's looking at a rock and they see my grandfather, 
I don't know, man. I've got to be a couple beers deep. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that looks like my grandfather. <laughs> Sorry. They flash us the beautiful scenery of the property. Also a little bit of Kyle's nip. No, they, they show the property, rolling hills, mountains, rock formations, horses, rambling fences. Dorit's car pulls up and Dorit's like, oh, look at the horses. Oh, so beautiful. She gets out of the car, tells her driver to stay close by, which is, what is that about? Like, if I have to leave here, you leave the car running. If you hear gunshots, we're through. Another car uh, arrives with Kyle inside and Kyle and I talking heads like, my relationship changed with everyone since last year, honestly. We get a flashback to the reunion five months earlier, and Rin is like, how would you think I would feel to hear you want to destroy your sister? And Kathy goes, I didn't say that. I said other things. And Kyle's crying, the only one it hurts is me. I am the one who gets fucked. And Kyle continues in a talking head going, I was very hurt by some of the ladies last time I saw them. Kyle walks up to the house, and she goes, so secluded. Just how I like it. Which, what is that even like? So secluded. I've got to take my new friend, Morgan. She loves seclusion, too. Hee hee hee. And then she does the little Mr. Like, Dr. Evil. Yee. Little finger pointy thing on the left. <laughs> Sorry. Kyle and a talking head continues. So I'm a nervous about seeing the ladies today. Dorit greets Kyle. Hi. And Kyle's like, this looks so pretty. And Dorit hugs her. And she's like, look at us. And she's, like, admiring the, the outfit matches, I guess. But you really do get the vibe that none of these ladies have really seen each other for, like, five months. Like, they've just been kept in their separate cages, and now they're just unleashing them on Malibu. Crystal arrives in her sweats. Hi! And Garcelle and Sutton get out of their car. Garcelle thinks their driver. Uh, and Garcelle's like, ooh, this is really pretty. Garcelle in a talking head goes... This is not where I thought I would start out on top of a mountain. I thought maybe we'd have cocktails at a cool lounge, but here we are at a spiritual retreat with Dorit. They greet the other ladies, they hug, and Garcelle goes, I love seeing the horses. And Dorit's hugging Sutton. Hi, how are you? And Sutton's like, well, I'm good. I just bought a horse. <laughs> and Dorit's like, what? Uh-huh, I did. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And Kyle's like, what did she say? A horse? And Garcelle goes, she bought a horse in the Netherlands. And Kyle repeats, you bought a horse in the Netherlands? They show a video of this gorgeous brown, white pinto colored horse trotting in a corral. And I hate to like, well, you know what? I think I am just going to break this to you right now. I am Sutton's horse. I've dressed up in a horse outfit for a long time now just to be around her. And it's been a magical experience. She still thinks I am that horse. So please do not tell her, but it has been, and I get fed super well. You know, like, and actually, she, I use my real voice. She thinks it's a horse that talks. And so we'll just have full conversations. She'll be like, I sometimes dream of being a ballerina, horsey. And I'll be like, oh, that's so cool. It's like, well, you know, I own two ballet companies and I, I'm also a co owner of two minor league baseball teams. Suddenly, it's like, I was telling Garcelle he can pull a carriage. Talking about the horse. Which is not, I can't pull a carriage. I could probably pull like a light carriage, but not a big carriage. Kyle goes, we're going to take the horse and carriage down to Rodeo Drive. And Dorit's like, what on earth? So these are like the like pleasantries of like, we're so crazy. <laughs> Eagle woman, forgive us. We're talking about horses. <laughs> Erica finally arrives. Ugh, she gets out and looks around, farts. She's like, what is this place? Erica and her talking head goes, I came to the retreat feeling two things. One... I knew I was vicious at the time. 
Flashback to 2022, Crystal goes, all I think about are the victims, and Erica's yelling, I don't give a fuck about anyone else but me. And all the women look at each other and gasp, and Dorit's like, honey, just take a deep breath. No, I'm not taking no deep breath. I'm in a giant. Erica continues in a talking head. She's like, two, I was also protecting myself, and I had to stick up for myself. Erica, you had to stick up for yourself in terms of the law. Like, my God. I mean, this the empathy journey for Erica is going to be so tough this season. And she's trying, but it's still so robotic. It's like, I don't know how to feel things that normal people feel. Erica walks up to the house and goes, There's a TP here? What's this? Erica, that's potentially a place you could live. What are you talking Erica and I talking head continues, So I'm walking in like a man on my own island. My friend is gone. And we'll see what happens. I don't know. Her friend, of course, being Lisa Rinna. And they show the resignation letter that we've talked about on the show many times from Rinna that says, from Lisa Rinna. And it's a blacked out email address, which would be so funny if Bravo just totally trolled her and gave her a doxter online. Date, September 10th, 2022, at 12.13 a.m. It's a tw- <laughs> So Lisa was like done with her night dancing in front of the camera. And then she's like, hey, I'm angry. I'm going to send out an, an ill thought out message to Bravo, to NBC Universal. And it says, I will not be renewing my contract and I will not be coming back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Thank you so much for eight years. And then it's four exclamation points. All the best, Lisa. So that was the email she sent. Now, just so you know, so this says, you know, like Rena was not fired. She let them know. But the actual story is this happened. BravoCon happened, right? She also then said, you know what? I actually do want to come back. And Bravo and Andy said, you know what? I think, you know, it's probably best if you actually do sit this one out. So it left room for her to come back, but it was the right time. Andy talks about this in his book, The Daddy Diaries. So, but I thought this was kind of nice. It was kind of nice and kind of funny and also just very reactionary on Lisa's part. So Erica does the sign of the cross across her chest and she automatically burns and walks into the house saying to herself, Oh, smiles, Erica. Oh, smiles. I'm a performer. Time to razzle-dazzle. Give me the old Erica Jane chum. And Kyle goes, hello. Hello. And Erica's like, hi, everybody. And Kyle incredulously goes, are you the incredible shrinking woman? Which already I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, let's not get into a conversation about weight. That's not going to be good for anybody. And then Erica, in a kind of a wonky voice, goes, no. On you? And Kyle's like, oh my God. And Crystal goes, I want to be the incredible shrinking woman. And Garcelle goes, look how skinny she is. And Dorit's like, what the hell? So skinny. And Erica goes, hormones. And Dorit goes, hormones? Hormones. Dorit in a talking head, by the way, she has her big Chanel earrings, like the C-H-A-N-E-L, which looks, <laughs> they're not earrings. It's like on her, I don't know. She has that Dorit style. She uses finger quotes in the talking head and goes, Hormones is hormones spelled O Z E M P I C. I don't know, people, poppy, boo. And she smiles like a big Cheshire cat smile. Now, I looked up hormones and it's actually spelled H O R M O N E S. What they spelled was Ozempic. Ozempi. Eric and the talking head goes, People think I'm on Ozempic. And the producer and the talking head goes, Well, Ozempic or Wegovi, and are you? Uh, no, I'm not. But I'm on really good hormones. 
Jones. And they should be too. Okay. Listen, if you're going to talk about it, we got to talk about it a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't know. Drop It's like drop your skincare routine. Drop your hormone routine. Like they should be too. Let us know exactly what you're doing because I think a lot of women out there would love to do it. Also, I just, I find it fascinating the amount of money Erica Jane still spends in even this reduced lifestyle. Um, but it's wild. It's wild to me. Erica and I talking, he goes, <laughs> sorry, Tariq goes, the woman that's coming to lead the ceremony. And Garcelle goes, what's your name? Eagle woman. And Garcelle's like, okay. And son's like, oh, well, what's she going to make us do? And we cut to Blue Raven, Nancy, uh, as I like to call her. Uh, she's outside eating, uh, beating a buffalo skin drum. And she's chanting, oh, yeah, no, no, oh, yeah. Aiko, aiko, aine. Jagama fina, anane. Jagama fina, ne. Dong, dong, dong. My grandma and your grandma sitting by the fire. My name's Blue Raven and I'm Eagle Woman gonna set Dory on fire. Talking about hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. I go, I. No, they're just like beating the drum and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 hey now, no, oh. And Eagle Woman enters the house to gather the women. I will lead you into the circle. And Garcelle goes, all right, I'll see you outside. Garcelle in a talking head goes, what the hell? Only Dorit. <laughs> Eagle Woman dance sways, kind of like me at a rave, and leads the woman in line towards the ceremony tent. Blue Raven still beating on her drum. And she's like singing, Just breathe, just breathe. And Eric's like, Breathe, that's gonna be a new song. Just breathe with my puss. Breathe through me, great spirit, great spirit, my rocker that looks like a grandfather. Breathe through me. They all form a circle. I, li- I mean, by the way, I always said Real Housewives of Salt Lake City feels like you're on acid. I mean, this is like the fucking second scene of this season. I'm like, wait, we're already in a fucking circle in Malibu going like, breathe. Eagle Woman goes, you may take a seat wherever you feel like you would like to sit. Erica sits on a table and goes, Wait, is this a chair? And Eagle Woman's like, no. Oh, shit. And she moves to a pillow. And then Eagle Woman's like, welcome, ladies. It is an honor to meet each and every one of you. My name is Eagle Woman. You just met Blue Raven. Her real name is Nancy. She is my apprentice. My right hand. Because I am left-handed. And all the ladies laugh. Like, it's a little little spiritual healing Eagle Woman joke. I loved it. Eagle Woman continues, but right now, all... She wants to do is pass out sage tea. And this is part of our ceremony. Like, it's so, like, oh my God, like this Blue Raven. She's like, Blue Raven wants to feed you a lot of tea right now. And Dorit takes the tea. She's like, mmm, yummy, yummy, yummy. It's like Dorit with like crisps. Eagle Woman's like, this will open up the soul. In the teachings of the eagle, it's about being able to see everything from a higher perception. Yes, a higher perception. The eagle flies the highest. Way to name drop yourself, eagle woman. It glides close to the sun. And then it travels behind the sun to meet with the creator, with the ancestors. And then brings back the wisdom. Forget what you know. And remember what you forgot. This is, I want to see Meredith Marks with her like, you can leave. 
Steve. I want to see that voice. Like, I want to see Meredith Marks fight Eagle Woman now. Like, drunk Meredith Marks fighting Eagle Woman. Like, Eagle, like, I have the power of eagles and ancestors. You can leave, Eagle Woman. Sutton and I talking heads like, wow, I love meditation. I love yoga. I say, I say, I can relax with Eagle Woman. So Sutton closes her eyes like a beautiful woman, and she hums. She's like, hmm, flying down. I say, I say. And Dorit's like, we all had a rough year, and there are certain things that have been difficult to move past. My hope would be for us to move through some issues, to heal, and then be able to put it behind us. And Sutton's like, I totally agree. And Kyle's like, yeah. And Dorit's like, listen, I'm very happy to go first. I feel very hurt by you, Erica. Obviously, I'm sure you know why. And then Erica glares at Dorit with her usual no emotion, like Terminator. They flash to BravoCon 2022. Remember, we're going to be making memories next week, folks. Making memories. Four months earlier, Andy is hosting a Q&A. And the question is, what Bravo Liberty relationship do you think is headed to Splitsville next? And Erica's like in this denim number with like ponytail, like, like little pigtails. And Erica walks to the center of the stage with her microphone and she goes, I think it's Dorit PK. And then flips her hair and like flits back to her seat. And the audience, by the way, I was in the audience that night. I posted it on my Instagram because, listen, but I, you know, it was like a little thing to say, but I didn't take it seriously. I thought she was just fucking trying to get like a laugh out of it. I don't know. But the audience screamed. Andy drops his mouth to the floor and everybody's like, oh my God, look at Andy's reaction. But... Remember, like, we're in this thing. Bravo Con's, like, a lot of fun. Like, we were dropping our mouth at everything. It was just fun. Dorit goes, to see you behave like that, Erica, was deeply hurtful. What you said about PK and I was mean-spirited and deeply hurtful. By the way, though, everybody on these shows has breakup rumors. Like, I just felt like this could have been brushed off, and it almost made me think, oh, shit, there really is issues with Dorit and PK that it hurt her this deeply. And Erica's like... Um, I didn't want to answer that question, and I asked not to at BravoCon. They flash again to BravoCon with Erica going, Uh, I don't want to answer this question because I feel bad, but... And then Dorit's like, and this scene goes, You delivered that answer like someone who really wanted attention. Oh my God, look where we're at. You guys all want attention. And yes, Erica does definitely want attention. And, and this is my favorite line. Erica goes, Dorit, I'm a showman. I walk right down to the edge of that stage and I gave those people what they wanted. What do you mean those people? Am I those people? How dare you call me those people? I gave them what they want. By the way, I kind of wanted to see you in handcuffs. I mean, like, I don't know, like what they want. Like, yes. I mean, by the way, she's right, though. Yeah, we all wanted something like goofy and silly and we got it. It was fun. Dorita in the talking head goes, standing up, going to center stage. And then she shakes her hair like Erica. And she does that navel. She does a great Erica. She's like, delivering the line and then flipping her hair and coming back and feeling very good about herself. Then they put a side by side of Erica doing just that next to Dorit while Dorit mocks her. And she's like, that's not a showman. That's a bitch. <laughs> that's a bitch. That is a bitch. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I, I wish Eagle Woman would be like, oh my God, Dorit, I can't believe it. Fuck you, Erica. Get out of my prayer circle. You do not deserve to fly close to the sun like an eagle. Your ancestors are ashamed. Please, Grandfather Rock, look away from that hideous creature, Erica Jane. Dorit continues, I kind of thought you were going to lead it with an apology rather than defending it. But that's Erica's classic bit, right? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. This is why. Erica goes, well, it's not a defense. 
It's just an explanation of how it went down. It was a shady question, and I gave... Erica finishes while Dorit says in tandem, A shady answer. And then Dorit just stares at Erica and nods her head. I love... Man, I gotta tell you, I am a fan of Dorit. I've always... I really... I've always... I want... I want Dorit to have a good season. I want her to, like, show what she's there for. And I thought this was a heavy Dorit episode, and I wasn't mad about it. Erica goes, Dorit... Is your marriage strong? Like, really, like, point blank. The camera pans in a circle. Garcelle rolls her eyes. And Sutton and I talking to Ed goes, Oh, the only thing I've ever heard about PK and Dorit, oh, uh, was it? She, I love how Sutton's always, Well, let me try to recall. Um, I was just drinking a mint julep. Well, it was the night PK got pulled over for DUI, he may have or may not have a woman in the car with him. So Sutton drops this bomb of like, I don't know where I read this. I read it. I don't know. Cow fancy. I don't know. Maybe one of those horse magazines because of a new horse owner. But I saw somewhere that PK might have had a woman in his car when he got pulled over for DUI Dewey. We see a headline from DailyMail.com. Exclusive PK Kemsley was arrested on suspicion of DUI in California a month after his wife Dorit was robbed at gunpoint in their L.A. home. Sutton continues in the talking head. Well, that's the only rumor I've ever heard. She always seems like she should be fanning herself. Like, well, it's so hot here, man. I'm just burning up like a cat on a hot tin roof. She squints her eyes and Dorit's like, my marriage, Erica, is very strong. And Erica's like, right. So when someone says something like that, it doesn't matter. And Dorit goes, I went through a very traumatic, very challenging year, and you're hurting so you lash out, and you're mean-spirited. And Eric's like, the last two years of my life have been very complicated, but we all hurt each other's feelings in this group. I like it's like their little gang. They're like, in the Sons of Anarchy, we hurt each other. We get a flashback to 2020 at the Christmas dinner party at Kyle's. <laughs> Sutton to Erica goes, well, I think it was uh, the L.A. Times article came out after you left. It seems like she must know this. And then we'll flash back to 2021 at the Christmas dinner party at Kathy Hilton's. And Dorit's like, I don't believe you knew most of the things genuinely. And Erica in tears like, then why are you torturing me about it? And then a flashback to 2022 in Colorado. And Garcelle goes, what does $750,000 earrings look like? And Erica is like, they're 1.3. <laughs> Those victims ain't getting shit. And Garcelle's like, why wouldn't you pay the victims? Have a heart. You know what I say? I'm not fucking guilty. And how dare you say that shit about me? We're back to the circle. And Erica's like, I was getting hit from all sides. And when I just needed a moment to catch my breath in this group. But as your friend, I'd like to apologize. She has tears streaming down her cheeks, but it's like, it's like Erica Jane crying, so you're like, uh, this feels weird. Can I go home? Um, if I was rough, if I was vicious, it feels very staged. I've never felt so low. I've never felt so unheard. I love you all, and I'm very sorry. Oh. Kyle walks over and hugs Erica. Garcelle in a talking head goes, it's interesting to see Erica be emotional and vulnerable, but I also feel like, do I trust that completely? I don't know. That being said, yeah, I want to give Erica a chance. I want to see who she really is. Maybe we'll be surprised by her. 
You get what you give. I love things like this because it's like, we're paid to talk to each other. And so we have to. Eagle Woman is like, I'm out. This is ridiculous. And she flies off. No, Eagle Woman goes, that was a breakthrough. Let's take a deep breath in. Let's keep this circle alive and moving. Everyone moving through. And Kyle's like, can I go next? And Dorit's like, yes. And Kyle's like, something that was hanging over me that was bothering me, honestly. You know, we never had issues before. The stuff with Kathy strained all of our relationships. So it like throws Kathy right under the bus. We get a flashback to that reunion five months earlier. And Andy's like, Lisa. <laughs> Andy's like, <laughs> Andy's like, Connie from Calabasas asks, no. Andy goes, Lisa, here's some of the things that you claimed Kathy said to you. Dorita's a stupid, useless idiot. Crystal and Sutton are pieces of shit. Useless idiots should be fired. Can't believe I have to be around these fucking peons. They need to go away. I will destroy Kyle and her family if it's the last thing I ever do. Which, by the way, what if Kathy is truly behind all of this? Like, Kathy's like, Morgan, I'm hiring you to go tempt my sister, Kyle Richards. And Mauricio, I'm getting you hired on Dancing with the Stars. Anyways, that was crazy, all that shit that was said at the reunion. And by the way, I still believe Kathy probably said most of it. Kathy seems like, don't fuck with Kathy Hilton, period. And he goes, Kathy, do you remember saying any of those things? And she's like, no, no, I don't. I don't even know where I'm at right now. Oh, no, I don't. And Eric and Rinna are shaking their heads like, we gonna destroy you. I'm gonna destroy you. I'm Lisa Rinna. And then Kyle in the circle back in this scene is crying. He's like, I was so upset. I was so emotional. I felt like I looked up and I wanted somebody to come up to me or something, you know? And then we're back at that moment, the reunion and Kyle to Andy goes, I'm sorry. I can't talk right now. Give me a second. And Erica's just glaring stone-faced. And Kyle goes, I was literally sitting there and I felt like I was drifting out to the sea or something, you know? I'm so upset. And I looked up and everybody was like looking down and it just hurt me a lot. I mean, this was, that reunion seems like it was Kyle's Vietnam now. Like it was truly a, like I was like, holy shit, Kyle. She must've been shitting bricks that day. Kyle in the talking head goes, I did expect more from Dorit and Sutton. I was very hurt by that. Kyle's still crying in this scene. I've known you guys longer. And Kyle in the talking head goes, Sutton's a very social person. I get it. They flash pictures of Sutton with Kathy Hilton in December, 2022 and in an event and another party in 2022 and another function in January, 2023. This Sutton's a mover and a shaker. She's taking care of a horse. She's going to a lot of parties. She got the shop. She's a busy lady. Kyle in a talking head continues. You want to be friends with Kathy? Do I think it's because she has a lot of parties? I do. I mean, yeah. You want to go to Kathy Hilton's parties and all the people there. And Garcelle in this scene goes, I felt for you, Kyle. But I was also confused by you because I thought you were not going for the people that are coming for your family. We get another flashback to the previous year. And Erica's like, she had bad behavior in front of us in a public place. So there are consequences to that. And Kyle's like, you're only punishing me just so you know. And Erica's like, your sister's punishing you. And Rena's like, that's right. Your sister's punishing you. (laughs) That's right. Just like an evil demon. And then Kyle in a talking head's like, why is Garcelle not getting that my sister created all this by coming for my family and for me? And then Kyle to the circle, to the Eagle Woman circle, is like, there's a time when you say enough. I'm not a punching bag. I didn't feel like defending someone who's hurt me repeatedly. Oh my God, you know what I just thought? Remember that movie Terminator 2 with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton? Remember Linda Hamilton in the first Terminator? I know this is like, she was like, what? Then, like, the Terminator 2, James Cameron, the director, had her like train. And so she was all fucking ripped up in Terminator 2 because she was like preparing. Like, she had to end Terminators, she had to kill cyborgs. 
this is what Kyle this is what Kyle reminds me of is Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 Sarah Connor the character Kyle's like training in the off season to fight with these ladies and that's she's like I've dropped a lot of weight I'm ready to destroy housewives I mean that's it totally makes sense anyways Kyle's like there's a time when you say enough I'm not a punching bag. I didn't feel like defending someone who's hurt me repeatedly. Dorit goes over and sits next to Kyle. And she's like, so I keep my mouth shut. Kyle in a talking head goes, I had so many incidents where my sister has called me and lost her temper. And we have all of these scenes with Kyle and Kathy over the years. And she's like, when the phone rings and I see her name, I get sheer panic. I know I'm an adult, but it affects me like I'm a child. And this is when you realize truly how deep this relationship is and how painful this is for Kyle. Um, it really does seem like I hope she is getting professional help for this. But remember, this is a this is a relationship since the day she was born, on top of the Mauricio stuff. And she's not dealt with this. Like that she's still like shivering in fear when she sees Kathy's name on her fucking text messaging. I would fu- I would be fucking psyched if I see Kathy. Well, depending on if I said something bad or not, but I would be mostly psyched if Kathy if I saw Kathy, I was like, fuck yeah, let's talk. If, like Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. It's three in the morning. Let's talk. Eagle woman goes, let's take a deep breath in. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. But I am an eagle woman. No, she's like, but there's a lot of love. And Erica's like, well, we can't be hurt by people we don't love. Oh, thanks. That's a hit single, Erica. And eagle woman's like, that's true. But eagle woman is also kind of like, let me say the cool things, Erica. And someone's like, well, I think what I'm hearing in this group is that we got a lot of regrets for things that we done to one another. I say, I say, I would like to see us all try to be a little bit of better friends collectively. Maybe go and ride on my new horsey or something. Eagle Woman goes, absolutely. You know what I'd love to do? Would you mind if we moved? And they all stand up and Eagle Woman's like, I want you to get closer. Okay, now Kyle, I want you to give Sutton a titty twister. <laughs> I want you guys to leg wrestle each other. Get down there in the dirt. Yeah, okay. Now, um, this is a cage match. Only one person gets out. Let's go. Dorit in a talking head goes, Well, we've gotten through the day and everyone is hugging. Hell hath frozen over. Or at least Beverly Hills has. I love Dorit's like, I did it again. I'm a champion. Dorit goes, Thank you, Eagle <laughs> With a straight face, Dorit goes, Thank you, Eagle Woman. Thank you. It's a new scene. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, you guys, I forgot what a man, I gotta put my oh I gotta put my whole ass into this. Wow, this is wiping me out. I forgot what these ladies. Woo! Man, okay, we can do this. We can do this. Okay, it's a new scene, a new day, and we're back in Beverly Hills over at Sutton's Sutton's boutique, and we meet Avi. Sutton's property, man. Where? What the fuck? How does Sutton have like a fucking, like a a prop? When did the property, man? Have we met Avi before? Avi's like, what's going on today? And Sutton's like, well, we got to review the spring order, the cashmere order. And Avi's like, cashmere order. Okay. And Sutton's like, well, then we got a few horse issues to go through. And Avi's like, define horse. Well, it's my money. I can do whatever I want. Is on my Amex, I say, I say. And Sutton and I talking to goes, well, I happen to be half Texan. I grew up riding and I want to ride again. Wouldn't it be great if you just see Sutton riding a horse through the streets of West Hollywood? Like, get it up, I say, I say, get it up. Now, some people would say, just lease a horse. What is it, like a Corolla? Can you lease a horse? 
I'm not rich. So like, is this shit rich people? I'm going to put some money down, you know, just like 2000 And then it's, a, it's like a kind of a, a, like nice, easy payments of $235 a month. And then I got to get the horse insured for like 100 bucks a month. Anyway, she's like, well, now some people would say just lease a horse, but I'm not normal. I say, I say, and Santos spoke to me with his... <laughs> And 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 we 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 find out we find out that Sutton is Sutton has named her Horse Santos. I named him after my favorite House of Representative member, George Santos. <laughs> she goes, please, she goes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. And say, oh my God, <laughs> this isn't real. And say, oh my God, help me. And Santos, say, oh my God. And Santo, Santos just spoke. To <laughs> Santos, um, <clears throat> profession, ASU theater, make them proud. And Santos spoke to me with his eyes. I say, I say, on the internet. I love when Sutton, Sutton's either looking up things on the internet. She's like, oh, infidelity again. Let me get off that. Let me look into Santos's horse eyes. <laughs> Speak to me, Santos. Uh, I'm your horse. Come get me, Sutton. It's me, Santos. Come on, Sutton. Come on. Will you buy me, Santos? Don't lease me. Buy me. I want you to ride me on the streets of West Hollywood. You're the owner for me, Sutton. Well, Santos, when I look into those deep horse eyes. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> well, you, you will be the jewel... You will be the jewel of my collection, I say, I say. Two minor league baseball teams, a ballet company, and Santos, my horsey. With beautiful, deep, deep horsey eyes, I say, I say. Saddle up, giddy up, because something's coming to get you, Santos. And Avi goes, oi vey. And Sutton's like, it'll be fine. And then we enter Sutton's friend, actor Jennifer Tilly, who's just, I mean, Jennifer Tilly's performance in Bullets Over Broadway is so fucking good. And she's, of course, in the Chucky movie, you know, all that stuff. She's, you know, but Jennifer Tilly, I wish I could do a Jennifer Tilly voice, but she's like, hi, how are I can't even do it. She's got such a distinct voice. It's like, hi, how are you? I haven't seen you hardly since. I'm not going to even try to do it because my voice is starting to get wiped out. But also a fun fact about Jennifer Tilly, she is like an insane poker player. She's like really like she wins big tournaments. Anyways, Jennifer's like, I haven't seen you hardly since Paris. And Sutton's like, I know <laughs> since Paris, you look so pretty. I say, I say, and Jennifer's like, well, thank you. That's my job. Well, we got lunch. I'll just put this out to be decorative. And there's like a fancy charcuterie. By the way, is this a fucking working store or not? Like, shit, like, I never go into Old Navy and they're like, sit down, Ryan, please. We have we have meats and cheeses and goods and sundries. Like, what are you taught? Like, they're just set up a fucking lunch and they're like, what? Are, like, do people, are, 
You just close the store at random times of the day. That's a rich person store, man. Um, and uh, Jennifer's like, well, that's very nice. We have enough to feed an army here. Suddenly, I'm talking to her goes, well, Jennifer Tilly is one of my best friends for over 10 years. I say, I say, we travel so well together. We love to go to fashion shows all over the world. And we see a montage of photos of them all over the world. Well, I did put, this is, fuck, Sutton, holy shit, legend status. Listen to this, you guys. Well, I did put one of her salted caramels in my ear on an Air France flight, and I, I thought it was earplugs, and then well, they were stuck in my ears, and we couldn't get it out. And then she said, was that my salted caramel and I gave you? And, and yes, it was. I don't know. We're so stupid together. <laughs> Look at my eyes, Santos. Wait, what the fuck is going on? She's on an Air France flight, and Jennifer Tilly gives her a, car- a salted caramel, and Sutton fucking jams it in her ear, and then she can't get the salt. Could you? Could I eat that salted caramel out of your ear, Sutton? <laughs> Santos, come eat your come eat your owner's salted caramel out. You want a salted caramel, Santos? Like, what the fuck is going on with rich people, man? Like, didn't you smell like, well, what's that salted caramel smell all over this plane? Could you imagine the other people in first class going, what the, even the other people were like, we're rich and we don't, or maybe all rich people, everybody was like, we all had salted caramels in our ear. Everybody in first class, Jennifer Tilly gave it, we all thought it was little earplugs. I don't know. We're rich. Um, anyways, Jennifer goes, Avi, we need some alcohol. So now they're drinking during their day job at the store. And Avi's like, we've got to do another Paris trip. And Jennifer's like, I can't believe Sutton. You made Avi come out for two days. All he got was Avi, where's my suitcase? Avi, you're not taking good pictures. Avi, we're trying to do a TikTok. And Avi's like, I rest my case. And then Sutton in the talking head goes, well, Avi is my assistant, but also my house manager. Didn't she have that other assistant? What was his name? Josh or something? Did I, what happened to him? Avi's like, I'm a property manager. And Sutton's like, well, thank you. And Avi goes, operations manager. I'm Mr. Everything. And Sutton's like, well, excuse you, sir. You're not on camera right now. Avi is a little bit of a showman, if you haven't picked up on it. Avi is like, this is my season. And Avi's like, ladies, are you ready for lunch? And Jennifer's like, yes, we are, Avi. So elegant. Look, this is so nice. They sit with like a full fucking table of china and glassware. And Avi serves the, like, is this an operational store? Like, what is going on? Like, full silverware? And like, it, it also, don't you, does this have a, like an A rating from the West Hollywood? I mean, by the way, Sutton's store is very close to something about her, all of that whole thing. This is just wild. And Sutton's like, we're eating Chinese chicken salad, I say, I say. Which, by the way, she got this from Jones on 3rd. They have an amazing, chi- I'm not joking, amazing Chinese chicken salad. And Jennifer's like, did you make that, Avi? And Sutton's like, where's a dressing, Avi? I need dressing. <laughs> like, it's in your ear, Sutton. That's where it is. Jennifer's like, um, it's on the way. He only has two hands, Sutton. <laughs> well, can you believe it's almost been four years? And so, <laughs> Jennifer's like, I can't believe it. I remember when you opened. She's talking about the store has been open for four years. <laughs> like, this store slash restaurant has been open for four years. And she's like, Sutton, I am really proud of you. And Sutton's like, well, thank you. Most people think it's here to shop, but we're eating on China in the middle of the day. Can you believe it? 
Um, she goes, the, the business is my true focus right now, and it's really important to me. And Jennifer's like, because this is your time. You spent the last 20 years raising your kids and being a good mom, and now you're in a new metamorphosis of life. Well, thank you, Jennifer Tilly. I want to show my success to the ex-husband. I just do. Sutton and her talking head goes, when my ex-husband and I got married, and they show a picture of Sutton and him on their wedding day in New York City, 2000. We were on equal footing. I was working, he was working, and then I got pregnant, and then it was, you're not going to work no more, and my power diminished, and this became, here's your allowance, you know, just giving you a pittance. Oh my God, I would kill to be given an allowance. Are you fucking kidding? Like, this is, I mean, jeez, my God, like, this sounds like a dream story. Good, good God, I, I, I mean... Don't know what you got till it's gone, I guess. But like Sutton doesn't seem to want it. And I'm like, give a little bit of that to me. Sutton to Jennifer is like, financial freedom is a big thing. I think that it comes my, I think in that comes my children and showing them financial autonomy is liberating, especially for my daughter. Sutton in their talking head goes, once that allowance got taken away because it could, I realized, wow, I allowed that to happen. This is a real Jennifer Lopez enough movie. You know, I will never allow that to happen to Sutton Strack again. No, not to me, not to Avi, not to Santos. And Sutton's like, when you are divorced, there's two words, spousal support. And Jennifer's like, yes. Well, they come with an anchor. I'm not going to give that up because only stupid people would do that. But I don't want the anchor no more. I don't want it. I want complete freedom. And we see a headline, how much money did Sutton Strike get in her divorce settlement? And Sutton's like, I earned it every single dime. That's how rich Sutton is, that most people go, I earned it every single penny. Sutton's like, I earned it every single dime, <laughs> every single silver dollar. And Jennifer's like, he didn't have any money when he married you. No, he did not. We built that fortune together, and I earned every single dime. I have no guilt about that. But for me to take and build myself, it's very important, I say, I say. The article continues. In a bombshell revelatory post by an investigative fan account for Bravo, it's always an investigative fan account for Bravo, it was reported that Sutton Strack walked away with a staggering $300,000 in spousal support each month, a $1,235,000 in cash, the couple's Los Angeles home, their Augusta home, and a homeless man named Brian Bailey, and an apartment in Venice, Italy. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. She also allegedly pocketed a couple of vehicles, a Vespa, a partial ownership of two minor league baseball teams, a 44 percent stake in a lumber company. How do you even come with 44%? I will not give that woman 45%. 44% and that's it. A 44% stake in a lumber company, countless investment shares, and the Amex reward points. Hey, she earned those points fair and square. This is all in the post that they show. Those Amex rewards. I wonder how many rewards points is she sitting on there, man? I bet rich people have a lot of fucking points. Sutton and I talking head goes, well, I want my ex-husband to say, I remember you. You are smart. You are capable. What is this like that movie The Help? You are you are pretty. You are you, what is that line? You are smart. You are pretty. You just don't make lunches and dinner, Sunstrack. I hate to quote share, but I will. I'm strong enough. I wish you quoted share of like, do you believe in love after love? And suddenly they're talking head goes, uh, no, sorry, Jennifer goes. Avi, can I have some more champagne, please? Thank you. He's a sweetheart. 
And Avi's like, are you taking applications? And Jennifer's like, oh, are you thinking of leaving? And Sun's like, no. And then they laugh the way rich people laugh. And Erica's going out now. It's seen with Erica. She meets up with Dr. Mann, Dr. Jennifer Mann. Jen- Jennifer Mann's been on a lot of reality TV. But I was telling uh, Sarah in that uh, Andy's Girls Live I just did, my, one of my old bosses, she went to Dr. Jen Mann away from TV, for real. And Dr. Jen Mann is very expensive to go to. Very expensive. Um, and Erica's like, you look so beautiful. And the doctor is like, you look so good in person. Come sit down. And Eric's like the zoom and I sweat. And then we flash back to a film session over zoom in 2022, where an obviously a heavier Erica Jane. I mean, she looks like pimple face and just very pale and looks very different today. And Erica in the scenes, like I really risk becoming hateful, becoming mean, something I don't want to be, which was such a funny scene because I'm like, you're all of those things right now. Erica and I talk and I goes, I've been in therapy for the last two and a half years. Therapy has given me tools to organize my emotions. You can take the anxiety and the sadness and the anger and then you go, you know what? That doesn't serve me any longer. So I'm going to put it away. I'm Erica Jane. And Dr. Mann goes, how are you feeling? Good. Listen, I was married to one of the most unsupportive humans probably known to marriages. And then Tom being indicted. And doctor's like, it's such a terrible fall from grace. Eric and I talking head goes, the indictment was everywhere. And it was very difficult to deal with. And they show us videos like Tom Girardi, fraud, massive scale, 83 years old, stolen money, tens of millions of dollars. Um, to pay for himself and to support his much younger wife, Erica Jane. Erica continues in a talking head, do I feel better that I'm not included in the indictment? Absolutely. But does that stop people from thinking that I did something wrong? No. You know, at the end of the day, too, it was just in the way that she flaunted that wealth. And it was kind of like a don't ask, don't tell kind of vibe where it was like you literally your whole position on this show is bragging about opulence. And then really that fight almost seemed less of not being indicted, but to keep these baubles and to take it away from real victims. Like once you did find out there was real victims, it was still a fight. And all of that was just so gross. Um, We skipped a Sutton on a FaceTime with Garcelle when the news broke. And uh, she's like, oh, man, Gerardi, I say, I say, he going to jail. And Garcia's like, I think until she's completely vindicated. And so it's like, yeah, she's going to watch her back. And then we have more commentary. We're now over to Rob, Crystal's husband, which, by the way, did you know Rob directed The Lion King? <laughs> she, Rob's like, she may not have been responsible for stealing the money, but she is responsible for spending the money. And that's a thing, man. Like, money obviously doesn't grow on trees. I mean, unless you're Sutton's husband. Um, but it's just, it's, I don't know. Come on. Erica's like, you know, Tom is older and he's going to die. <laughs> okay. You going to die, Tom. And doctor's like, yeah. And he's like, have I come to a point where I'm okay and I can let go? And Dr. Mann goes, well, you're going to start a whole new stage of grieving. Really? Yeah. God damn it. When he actually passes away, I think it'll surprise you. How hurtful it is. How sad it is. Will I slide back? And Dr. Mann's like, look, as long as you're not mixing Lexapro and alcohol. Yeah, no, I'm not. Which, by the way, I said this last season. They make it seem like it. I'm on Lexapro. And I mean, I don't drink nearly as much as I did anymore. Um, But it doesn't make you. I mean, it makes you do really long podcasts. I'll tell you that. No, um, I thought that was a little bit of a fallacy. And I, I just thought. 
you know, it's not recommended, but it doesn't change you into a completely, uh, uh, I don't know. That just felt so iffy to me to blame it on that when I thought, I, I, I don't know, you know, but we get a flashback to Garzelle's birthday party where her son attended. Remember that? And Eric's like, what are you doing here? Garcelle's like, Jack's, Jack's flowers. And Eric's like, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here before you get in trouble. Remember that? Just like an old witch. And Eric's like, well, I'm off Lexapro now, so it's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Get off the uh, fucking antidepressant. Just keep drinking. I, I kept the drinking Lexapro fully off. The medicine, I'm off. <laughs> Dr. Man's like, well, you've done a lot of work on yourself. That's going to be $1,000. No, since to make sure that never happens again. And Erica goes, Dorit was very upset at me for what I said at BravoCon. We flash back to two days earlier where Dorit's like, I think you crossed the line as a friend. You're hurting, so you lash out, and you're mean-spirited. And Erica's like, I think I need to be a better friend. How can I do this? I love, this is a frightening scene. Erica's like, how do I feel for other people? I don't understand. How do I, uh, how do I listen to people? I... Okay, well, here's a question. What if I don't care about anybody about myself? Can you teach me to care? Uh, I don't know how, I don't know if I can. The doctor's like, you're going to need to be able to look at what your friends are going through and you're going to need to have some empathy for them. And she's kind of like that, that character data in, um, uh, Star Trek, the next generation. She's like, uh, empathy. I've never heard that one. What does that mean? Eric's like, where does that come from? How do you develop that? This is a real question. Can I, can I buy that? Is that something I get on Instagram? What do you do? Dr. Man goes, well, it's relative. Dr. Man, I can't believe she kept a straight face. Erica's like, oh, yeah, but how do I get it? How do I get that? And doctor goes, well, you imagine being... <laughs> this is so insane. You imagine being in that person's shoes with their back. What kind of shoes? What kind of shoes? Can I name you fancy shoes? Are those shoes going to get taken away from me in some kind of settlement? I don't got to give those shoes to victims, do I? Okay, not my shoes. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. I'm imagining. Try to imagine what that feels like for them. Huh. For them. Huh. Like this is a real brain buster for Erica. Dr. Man goes, your job is to take the high road. Well, it's very honorable for you to say that. (laughs) It's very honorable for you to say that? What? Dr. Man goes, hey, look, you've done low. Didn't work for you. Let's try. And Erica goes, to pat the puss? No. Erica goes, well, let's try the high road. You guys, that was so fucking... I can't... You saw it. So you... It was so bizarre of like, teach me how to feel. (laughs) Teach me how to feel for other people but myself because I don't like it. We bop over to Dorit and PK's for dinner and Dorit's like, Bubba, are you only going to have two bites of the salad I got for you? And PK goes, oh, I had a little salad earlier. You missed it. <laughs> this guy, this guy, I'm going to go eat Cheez-Its and uh, chocolate chips in the closet. <laughs> uh, and Dorit's like, do you think Kyle will want some pizza? And PK's like, there's no way she eating pizza. Judging off the photographs I've seen of Kyle, I think she'll be like a nice glass of water and nothing else. They show one of Kyle's IG photos posted over the summer. Kyle showing off her slimmer bod in a bikini. And Dorit's talking to herself, pizza on Hermes. That's the China. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. 
<laughs> Eat your heart out, eagle woman. She's serving Kyle a piece of pizza on an Hermes plate. Kyle, by the way, it's the saddest pizza. You, it, li- it literally looked like, why are we, like, eat the, the plate looked more appetizing. Kyle knocks and enters, and Kyle's like, hi. And PK's like, how are you? Hey. And she's like, good. Well, I've got a non-alcoholic gin if you want it. And Kyle's like, I mean, with a personality like this, do you think I need alcohol, PK? <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, uh-huh, you do. And Dorit's like, no, you do not need alcohol, my darling. Kyle in a talking head goes, it's been seven and a half months, and I have not had one drop of alcohol. That really is fucking amazing. Like, that's huge. I mean, really, that's huge. Flashback to the reunion, and Kyle's like, my behavior at Garcelle's birthday party was terrible. And we flash back to that Garcelle's 2020 birthday. Remember Diana? I am Diana Jenkins. I am no longer on the show. I am singing holiday carols with Asher and my new baby. <laughs> Hanging out with Elton John. Oh my God, my voice is hurting. Uh, we're at Garcelle's party and Sutton to the Diana, Sutton's like, so if you want to be a motherfucker, remember? So he's like, you want to be a villain? Here I am. Kyle's like, at that party, he's like, excuse me, son, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. And Kyle grabs Sutton's arms to jerk her forward to listen to her. This, sh- this shit would not happen on Sutton, uh, on, on Santos's watch. I'm gonna, that's why I got Santos. I'm going to bring to these big parties and make sure Kyle drunkenly doesn't try to grab me again because Santos will be like, knee-haw, knee-haw. Kyle continues in a talking head. I just really felt that alcohol wasn't really serving me. I wanted to do whatever it takes to make me feel better physically and spiritually. PK hugs goodbye to Kyle. Don't be a stranger. I'm going to go up and chimney sweep now. And Dorit's like, we've got a nice romantic dinner. Oh, uh-oh. Baby, listen, it's just a little bit of salad and a bit of petrified pizza. I'm so happy to see you in such a good place, even though it was probably a shitty journey. You're coming out on the other side. Five months earlier, after the reunion end, we have Dorit going, you know, you're not going to get that resolve. You know that's not going to happen. And Kyle was sobbing, going, I just want to fix it. You are going to fix it. No, you don't know. I can tell by the way that we ended here. It's not. And Dorit's like, it's out of everyone else's hands, and it's in yours and Kathy's. Kyle, um, in this scene, goes, I saw her at Sutton's holiday party, and we see pictures of Kathy and Kyle. It was fine. It was like, hi, how are you? You know, civil, but just... I'm at a place now where I'm not going to be mistreated by anybody. This is my fight song. My Kyle Richards fight song. Take back my life song. I'm not going to drink no alcohol. Going to get shredded with weights. Uh, I'm not going to talk to old friends. I'm going to meet a country star 30 years younger and start a new beginning. Kyle in a talking head. Um, oh, sorry. So she goes, I'm at a place now. Nobody's going to mistreat me. And Dorit's like, you are entitled to your feelings. And Kyle's like, I didn't deserve what she said about me. I didn't do one fucking thing to deserve that. Kyle and I talking to her goes, Kathy's used to people allowing her to get away with certain behavior. And we see photos of Kathy being in control, holding baby Kyle in 1969. So you just see what a family saga this has been. Remember that Kyle did that TV land show? What was it, like American Woman or American Family? About her, like, grow, And that started a big rift in the family, too, because Kathy was like, don't you tell mama's story. No. Um, 
And Kyle's like, growing up as the baby sister, I also allowed that because I'm not speaking up to my big sister. You know, it's taking me this long to be like, I'm not going to allow you to continue to treat me like this. I mean, these kind of abusive family cycles, it really is hard to break. I really do feel for Kyle. And Kyle goes, I just said, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. Yeah, enough is enough. Listen, my darling, talk about hard years. <laughs> I just tried to eat this pizza. No, she goes, I really understand, obviously, different circumstances, but I had such a difficult year. And Kyle's like, I know, and a difficult year all around because of the PTSD, the pizza, and I was struggling. We get a flashback to 2021 right after the robbery, and Erica's like, don't cry, please, come on, don't cry. Erica's like, one of these, what, what's the wetness coming out of your ear, Dr. Man? My, my, uh, quote, friend, she had wetness coming out of her eyes. Well, Erica, those are tears. What? Tears? Is that a Spanish word? I never heard of that. Dorit goes, my husband, the one that you depend on the most, was spending a lot of time in London, and I started to feel like PK, and I weren't connected. For the first time ever, I thought, is it possible that, like, PK and I would not make it? And I was like, oh, shit. Kyle's like, I've had those thoughts. I think that's normal to have those thoughts. And I felt it. And he felt it. And that bag of potato chips felt it. And Kyle's like, well, I think there are times in your relationship that life happens. And it can pull you apart. And you can either grow in different ways or you can pull it together. Like you guys have. And start from scratch. And put in the work like you're doing with a therapist. And, you know, come out on the other side. And Dorita in a talking head goes... I walked down the aisle with PK because I truly believed I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. Oh, the rest of his anyways. That's a joke because he's older. He's going to (laughs) die. We see a photo of him in New York City, them in New York City in 2001. And Dorit goes, it's normal. A lot of marriages go through this. It would be one thing like if he cheated on me or he lied to me or he did something. And I can say, you know, there was an incident. There wasn't though. It was like a period of time that, like, I just needed him. He wasn't there. And Kyle's like, you needed more from him. I need more. And Kyle's like, he wasn't capable of doing it at the time. And Drew's like, yes. Um, remember that when PK got pulled, Juliana reminded me of this. PK got his DUI. He didn't tell Dorit he got pulled over, remember? He contacted Maurizio instead of Dorit. And he was caught lying, and Dorit didn't like that. So he has done a big lie, if you remember. And Freddie Mellencamp on Watch What Happens Live, I was going to play this clip, but we're getting too deep into the show that I'm not going to be able to do it. Maybe I'll do it on Monday. She was like, I've read the police report and I read TMZ and Harvey Levin would never lie. Uh, yeah, I don't think TMZ. You, do you guys realize how PR works? Do you guys realize how hidden things are? Handshake deals, shit like that. Like, I'm sorry, TMZ, it's great. I love it. I'm there daily, but they push a lot of shit out that they, you know, like there's handshake deals all the time. Period. Okay, so we end that scene. And now we're in a scene with Garcelle traveling up the Pacific Coast Highway. This scene crushed me, man. Her sons, Jade and Jax, age 15, are with her. And they get gas. The kid's like, rock, paper, scissor you to like get the gas, put the gas in the gas. Like nobody wants to put the gas. And like, I don't know, they're like fun kids, man. They just seem like, it seems like a normal family to me. 
Um, so they get gas. It's like a little funny, like, oh, gas, you spill gas. You smell like you suck, blah, blah, blah. Jax is finishing and says sarcastically, wow, I'm so ready to start driving. Garcelle in a ta- uh, talking head goes, so um, Jax and Jay are 15 now. I remember the day I would carry them both, one under each arm, like footballs, and I would throw them down like tuck. No, and now they can carry me. They're huge. And we see a cute picture with Garcelle and her two baby boys. Um, and, uh, they're just being silly. They arrive at the beach and Garcelle's carrying a picnic basket, which by the way, she got, uh, she got sandwiches. She got sandwiches from like Jersey Mike's. And I was like, this is a real family. Like Jersey Mike, like finally, like we there's no, no China Sutton concept. We ain't doing no China. This is Jersey Mike's in the beach. Um, and, uh, Garcelle and I talking to her goes, well, I've been going back and forth shooting this show in Atlanta and all I want to do is spend time with my kids. So you just make quality time when you can, or if you're Kim Kardashian, you fly him on your private jet and take him to a soccer game. Like she did with Saint last week's episode. Anyways, they get a blanket spread out in the sand. They settle in. The kids are eating their Sammies and, uh, Jade is carving into a piece of driftwood. And he's like, guess what I'm writing? And Garcelle's like, Ashlyn. So I guess Jade has the hots for this girl, Ashlyn. And there, remember that young love where you just can't think of anything else but that person? Oh my gosh, amazing. They show a professional photo of Jade and Ashlyn, very cute. Jade goes, I want to stay at your house for another week. And Garcelle goes, well, you can stay with me as long as you want, as long as dad's okay with it. But I do want to talk to you guys. You said something yesterday about going back and forth sucked. And Jax is like, I think it would just be much better if we didn't. Jade's like, I mean, we were there with dad for like a year. And Garcelle goes, I wasn't gone for a year, guys. I was gone for three weeks. But I could tell that you were not happy. And it's like, you know, very dramatic, like very teen, like everything's felt very deeply. And Garcelle goes, and how did that make you feel? I felt like when I was talking to you, when I was away, I could tell that you were annoyed that I was gone so long. And Jade's like, my friends don't live around there. It was boring. And Garcelle goes, I definitely feel guilty that my work takes me away sometimes. Like you can say, mom, I wish you didn't go. Or I don't know if that would change me not going because it's work commitments, right? But I'm saying that sometimes I wish you would just vocalize it. This is your chance to say about how you feel about how we run the household, which is fucking ballsy, man. Imagine doing that on camera. Like you can say anything and I'm not going to ground you no matter what. And Jax is like, um, I would like more freedom. And Garcelle goes, you get enough freedom. Not as much as I would like. Well, I feel like you're not letting me parent you. Like if you're sick and I say, can I get you something? Or can I take your temperature? You're like, mom, mom, I can take care of myself. And Jax is like, well, that's fair. And Garcelle goes, but I feel like you don't let me parent you. And Jax is like, I understand where you're coming from, mom, that you want to be more of a parent to us. But I needed that two years ago. Instead of now, most of the parenting and teaching me how to live, I already know how to do all that by myself. And Garcelle's like, so are you saying that I wasn't your mom then? And Jax is like, yeah, but he says it in this really innocent way. So it's not like just like a full dickhead. Like, cause when I read it, you're like, oh shit. But it's like said in a very realistic manner and a not hurtful manner. If that makes sense. Garcelle in a talking head goes, there's a lot of pressure as a working parent. I feel like I've always been there for my kids. Can I say that I was, can I say that I was there hundred percent of the time? No, I can't. Hearing it from him is like a knife to the heart. And Jackson's like, there were times when I thought I needed more than you were giving me in terms of parenting. But as of now, I don't need that much parenting anymore. It's that simple. This is such a kid thing to say, you guys, you know, you've all been there and this is crushing. I mean, listen, I've got to bring up my mom at least every episode a bunch of times. But I would kill to still be parented. Um, I would kill for it. And you know when these kids say this, they think they mean it. But 
they don't. And they'll learn. And they'll still be needing parenting. And they'll still get advice from their mom and their dad for the rest of their lives. That's just how it is. And you don't realize that when you're younger. Because you do want that freedom. And you think you know everything. That's the beauty of youth. You're too dumb to realize what you don't know. But I see how this probably hurt Garcelle. Because these are kids. It hurts. But they didn't mean it. And they'll see. And that's part of family, you know? Um, Garcelle's listening with a pained look. And Jax continues, you know my intention isn't to hurt you. I just think what that needs to be said. It needs to be said. Whether it hurts or not. And that's like brutal, but I'm telling you, he's saying that a really like, I don't know. It's just, it was very powerful. It was like the most real scene out of all these kooky scenes that this is the most real. Garcelle in a talking head goes, I'm happy he's being honest, but I feel like a failure. And your heart goes out to her. And Garcelle in the scene goes, for the times you felt like I wasn't there enough, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry too, mom. I'm glad that both of us can admit faults from the past and mature from that. And Garcelle's like, who are you? And Jackson's like, I'm the same kid that you raised. See? I think I turned out fine. And Garcelle's like, I think you're going to be great. And Jax is like, thank you. Garcelle and a talking head goes, listen, these boys, even though they're twins, they couldn't be more different. Back in the day, you didn't parent different. My mom blanket parented all of us. But nowadays, you have to look at the child. What does he need? What doesn't he need? Like, I didn't grow up like that. And Garcelle to Jade goes, you know, he's been quiet this in time. And she's like, what do you have to say? And Jade's like, who, me? And Garcelle's like, yeah, you. About what? Anything. I miss Ashlyn. And Garcelle's like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> just, so it was a cute, it's a powerful, cute scene. Anyways, now we are at the final scene. The Umansky household. The Umansky household. Kyle is rummaging in the snack drawer. And she's like, I want what I want. Do I want to be healthy or no? And then we see Mauricio. He's on the phone in the office, big computer. He's like, hi, Jane. How are you? I'm good. So I have to go to New York and then to Portugal. And then that's Porsche's spring break, um, either the previous week or the next week. Uh, so I can't go to Coachella weekend too, is what you're telling me. Okay. Okay. Can you send me notes on all this stuff so I can talk to Kyle about it? Cause I, I can't do this alone. Oh my God. That's a like a full fucking time scheduler of your private life. And you're like, Oh God. Amazing. Kyle comes in. It's like, what's up, dad. It's not a phase. Kyle comes in, plops on the sofa, heaving a big sigh. I had a tough day at school, dad. And looks at her phone and she like rolls her eyes. Cause like Mauricio won't get off the call. Kyle's irritated. How much longer are you on the phone? And Mauricio's still on the phone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, is this first class? And Kyle out loud to herself goes, how long is he going to take? This guy, hey, she going to bring home the bacon. She's means business. This is my fight song. Take back your life song. Get Mauricio off the phone song. Mauricio's on the phone goes, Jane, if I, if I do that, I could golf with Bob on the 27th. And Kyle whispering loud goes, Psst, how much longer are you going to be? And Mauricio to Jane's like, hold on, hold on. Honey, I'm working. Come back and get me. And Kyle's like, as soon as you can wrap up your golf schedule, let me know. And she looks irritated, you guys. And Mauricio back to the call goes, all right, Jane, I have to run real quick. Let me catch back up to you. Okay, bye. Kyle out loud to herself goes, I can't with this whole day. I hate everything. Sorry. It's a no good, terrible day. And then Mauricio walks in the room and goes, hi, honey. Hey, my love bean. And Kyle's like, hi, how you doing? I'm good. I heard you talking to Jane. I was just talking to Jane. I got to talk to you a little bit about our calendars. And Kyle's like, it sounds like you're really booked up. 
Um, I'm supposed to go to Portugal during Portia's spring break. And I, I don't know if you guys all want to go to Portugal, make it fun. And Kyle's like, I have stuff I have to do here. I don't think I'm going to be able to go anywhere like that. I can't go to Portugal at all. Not during that window. No. Got it. Kyle in a talking head goes, Mao and I have had a challenging year together. He's been working nonstop. I've been working. When you have to schedule a meeting to go over your schedule, you know it's a problem. And then Mao goes, on another note, you look amazing. I mean, you're going you're gonna to go work out right now? You look so good. And Kyle doesn't look at him. And she's like, thanks. Like, well, thanks. And Mao goes, you're like working out like a beast right now. You're eating well. You're not drinking. Like, you're changing your life. Like, really trying to butter her up for the cameras. And uh, we see Kyle pumping iron while he's saying this and working out at her own gym. Kyle and I talking to goes, when you go through painful times in your life, you got a fucking bench press, brother. No, she goes, it changes you as a person. Like my sister, feeling let down by my friends, feeling disconnected. But my husband, you know, you have to find an outlet. I feel good about it. And I hope, I hope Mao does too. Because here I am. So this is like, I'm, I'm coming out of my chrysalis like a butterfly. And Mao goes, you look amazing. And she's like, well, thanks. And then Kyle dangles her uncovered ankle with a moon and star tat in the air, flaunting these new tattoos, folks. The girl with the ankle and moon, the moon and star tattoo. And he's like, how many tattoos do you have right now? Five. Seriously? This is the first. And she holds up her wrist, and it, it, um, it literally says, born in the USA, and it has an AR-50. No, 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 it says, it's like a simple heart. It's like a little heart. He goes, well, that's one I know. And then Kyle's like, this is the second. And she holds up her other wrist with Roman nubles for 18. And Mal goes, oh, I forgot about that one. And then Kyle shows her the moon and star's ankle. This is the third. And this is the fourth. And she shows her other ankle with two arrows crossed in an X. Like, Mal, are you going to ask, like, what the fuck this means? Like, what does that mean? Kyle lifts up her shirt then to show numerals 111. And she goes, this is the fifth. And Mal goes, I only knew about three. And Kyle's like, well, maybe you should be looking at my body closer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, listen, they've been married a long time, but it's like, let me look at my property. Let me look in all of your crevices to make sure you have not got any new tattoos. Uh, let me see in those butt cheeks. Any tattoos here? Okay. Let uh, lift the leg up. Oh, no tattoos there. Like, it's, come on, man. Like, I'm sorry. I've seen, like, by the way, I had a tattoo when I was a kid. Not a kid, when I was like 25, and I hid it from my parents. I was like, no. Anyways, Kyle in a talking head is like, this is clearly a big symptom of not spending time together and potentially of watching too many LA Inc. episodes of reality television, Kyle. Um, I would love if she had that big Ben Affleck. And this is my sixth. And it's the big Phoenix tattoo that Ben Affleck has on his back. Oh, Kyle, what the fuck? How did I not see that? Oh, my God, Kyle. Holy shit. We're not going to be able to get that off. You look like Pete Davidson. My God. Um, Mal shows concern. No, he goes, years ago, he would have noticed a freckle on my body. I want to see that scene. Little Muppet baby, Kyle. I see a new freckle, Kyle. Let's get that checked out. Now he doesn't know I have two more tattoos. She does have like a little bit of teenage rebellion in her right now. Mal shows concern. He has that concerned Mal look. I, I think that's enough. Yeah. And Kyle goes, mm, I don't know. I think I'm going to get another one. And this one, he goes like, love bean. 
That's it. Love bean, baby, love bean. Love, love legume, love legumes, love pinto beans, love, love, pe- love pinto beans. That's enough. Five tattoos is a lot. And Mikhail's like, if I want to, I will. And then Mal goes, I will not allow that. That's a wild sentence. Like, I will not allow that? What? Mauk, I am on Buying Beverly Hills on Netflix. I own the agency. I will not allow a sixth tattoo. And Kyle's like, you don't even know how many I had. So if I want one, I'm going to get one. It's my body. Love Bean. Stop that. Love Bean. Love, you're making me call you Love Bean too much. You don't need any more tattoos. And Kyle's like, you don't have a choice. And he's like, honey, honey. And Kyle leans in and whispers, you don't have the choice. And Mal frowns and goes, Love bean. Oh, love bean. Kyle in a talking head goes, I don't know. Sometimes you're married and they can do no wrong. Other times they breathe and you want to punch them. And right now I'm irritated. And Kyle goes, I'm at a point in my life. I don't have to explain anything to anybody anymore, including you. And Mal just frowns at her. And Kyle goes, I went from doing everything my mom told me to do to being a mom myself and having to be a good example to my girls. And I just realized you can do all that and things can still go to shit. And Mao is now surprised. He's like, and more frowning. He's like double frowning. And Kyle's like, I don't know if it's what happened with my sister or what, but I just feel like I don't have to answer to anybody. Bad, bad to the bone. My name is Kyle. I'm getting a tattoo. I might get five more if that's okay with you. But if it's not, I'm still going to get the tattoo. Because I'm bad, bad to the bone. And Mal goes, well, you don't, but don't become a rebellious person and don't do it out of rebellion, Kyle. Do it because you want it. And Kyle goes, listen, I am very fucking clear right now. I'm not rebelling. I'm just really clear. I'm going to go join Scientology. No. And Mal frowns and Kyle rolls her eyes and the scene fades. First episode. Next time on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, a matchmaker woman is like, what's an ideal partner for you? And son's like, well, tall, handsome, a horse. No, she goes, tall, handsome, we'll talk about the wealth part later. And then we have a scene with Erica. She goes, I need to let go of being defensive and being ready to fight. And Dorit's like, yes, I want to work on repairing this friendship because I don't have many. And then we have a scene of Garcelle to Sutton going, I think Jax thinks I'm doing it all wrong. He has to go live with his dad. I feel like I failed. And then we see Mauricio's mother to Kyle going, every time I open Google, there's something about you guys separating, divorcing. It's too much. And then we see Dorico, you think that this just happens? There's a lot of effort that goes into dressing a certain way, looking a certain way. And by the way, it looks like Dorit is dressed as Pretty Woman, the scene with the red dress. You guys know what I'm talking about. And PK goes, well, I think maybe I'm not going to bother with surprises anymore. You're going to go in my closet and eat my chippers. Um, wow. So they really got some issues, you guys. Also, I wanted to end with, um, I wanted to end here with uh, Dorit and PK's statement that came out after we all uh, assumed that they are getting a divorce and kind of announced it online. Well, they wrote, uh, this is the statement from PK and Dorit. Um, I don't know. I really don't want them to separate. I really hope that they work it out. I truly do. Um, 
Let's see here. This is the statement to People Magazine. People, huge place to announce separations, all that stuff. And uh, this is the statement. We remain committed to working through these issues as a united couple for our family. We have not separated, nor are we planning to do so. So they're saying they're not even separated. Um, rather, we are focused on healing. Oh, man, this sounds like a job for Eagle Woman. Healing, making changes, and doing the things that many couples have to do at some point for their marriage. We would be grateful for everyone's understanding. We are doing what we can to focus on the best interests of our family, as opposed to spending our time contending with rumors and hearsay that are not true. Love to read in PK. Man, I'm really fascinated to see what comes out of this at BravoCon, let alone the rest of the season. But man, we I am beat, you guys. We did it. We did the first episode. I retire now. I hope you guys like this. Did you like it? Did we? Did you have a good... Please tell me you had a good time. I hope you did. I hope you did. I really do. I want. I hope this set you off into your weekend good. But now you're here, folks. You're here. It's the weekend. You got two days. There's so much shit going on in the world. So, you know, take these two days for yourself. Spend time with people you love, your friends, your family. Kiss somebody. But remember, ask first. Watch something cool. Watch something that's scripted. Don't watch any reality. Maybe watch something good. Or Love After Lockup. I love that. Read a magazine article. I don't know. Read Twitter. Who knows? Listen to some good music. Go see a live band. Go out and walk. I don't know. Just lay in one spot and stare at the ceiling. Whatever you need to do to recharge and then come back meet me monday morning for an all new so bad it's good remember there'll be more episodes on the patreon i'll be doing a roni recap for the reunion and that's it you guys i'm beat i gotta get back to la what a trip to new york so much is going on thank you for seeing me through all of this and i know some of you guys just listen casually so you probably don't but like it means something this means something you know we're doing this this means something thank you for being a part of this and um i will talk to you uh on monday bye guys Boy, it's me, PK. I'm going to eat some chippers. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.